How's it going? It's a shitty night tonight. I have two tables, all black people, so I know I'm not making no tips. Are you being serious right now? Yeah, look over there. I have two tables. They're all black. I'm working for free tonight. That waitress sized us up in two seconds. We're black and black people don't tip. So she wasn't going to waste her time? Now somebody like that, nothing you could do to change their mind. I, I mean, are you being seriously that racist? What? Well, you don't know that I'm going to tip you. Yes, I do. So just because they're black? I've been waiting tables for five years. I never got a tip from a black person. Not once. First of all, I don't believe you. Second of all, that's still racist. <laughs> I am not racist. Screw you. Well, how much is you leave? You expect me to pay for that kind of service? <laughs> what? What the fuck is you laughing at, man? What are you talking about? She says black people don't tip. Are you nuts? Niggas don't tip. Everyone knows that. Have you ever waited tables before? No. Then shut up, asshole. Tell me what you listening to Why you jumping by his money I ain't hear him mention you I know this aggravates you And it upsets you But I can change you I know how you hear me Is this better? Yeah, yeah, you like this Yeah, this your language Life is short and black and white It's like little painless Why you in social studies Screaming and arguing Why you Dr. Killjoy Shooting up the party Where you get that money from? Wait, where you running to? Why hearing sirens? Where them blue lights coming to? Dog you a genius, you could blueprint and plan this Better playing video games, why don't you take advantage? You so I keep my mind on my money, money on my mind, finger on the trigger. Nigga, hand on my nine, smoking blunts of skunk, making hoes of punks, and only underground funk, bumping out of my trunk. Live my life as a hustler, high, till I die, meeting bitches, getting riches, miss me when lie. Hi, welcome to the Black Out Chills Podcast. <laughs> With your host, Rod, and... Karen, he got this big and high-pitched, don't he? What's yeah. You know how sometimes people speak to you in a high-pitched voice and make you speak in your fake high-pitched voice? Yes. Um, and, of course, our guest today is somebody we both uh, look up to in the podcasting game. Yes, and that really, Yeah, really inspired us to, to actually get our start and to try the podcasting thing. And this is uh, Key from the Atypical Sports Show. Uh, you can find his podcast. You can find his podcast on iTunes. Um, they also have a Facebook group, and they have their own website, uh, atypicalsports.com, or atypicalsportsshow.com, right? Atypicalsportsshow.podomatic.com. Uh, okay, there you go. My bad. But, uh, yeah, check him out, man. Just Google Atypical Sports Show. It's him and his homeboy, Rob, R-O-B, and they do a show, and uh, it's funny as hell. 
it's sports related, um, but it's also kind of like our show where it's not really uh, staying on topic all the time. And yeah. these, these brothers are very funny. Yes, they are. And uh, very creative, man. And it's, it's cool to see what they created out of, uh, you know, out of the sports world. So say what's up to everybody, Keith. What up, everybody? What up? What up, Karen? What's up? What's up? What up? What up? What up, Rod? What's up? Chilling, man. I appreciate that uh, intro, man. I feel flattered. I mean, nah, man. Nah, man. Considering that it's full circle, because like I said on my show, I gave this show the Black Guy Who Tips podcast of the year. So it's full circle as far as the admiration, how I look up to you, and how you have been on your grind since. Uh, how long you been doing this podcast? About a year now? It's, yeah, yeah, it'd be a and year, a year. And a couple, in about like. Oh man, like almost two days, I think. <laughs> so, so hold on, secretly, this the anniversary show? Yeah, yes. secretly. <laughs> Happy anniversary. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, I, I do appreciate y'all letting me get on the show, but I got some random shit I want to say. You know, All as right. far as like, on our show, it's sports based. Mm-hmm. So we got to kind of at least try to put these random thoughts in a sports vehicle. Mm-hmm. But now on this show, I know I can just just go off the cuff, so I appreciate that. So here's my question to Rob because wait, hold on. Before you do, before you get yeah. random, hold on. Oh, we gotta okay. do some business first, and then we're gonna get, then we're get gonna get racked. Get that money. So let's get my this bad. I was trying, I was trying, to, I was trying to put my hand in your pocket. My bad. All, <laughs> get your hand out my pocket. Uh, yeah. All right. So of course, uh, the official weapon of the show is the taser, and the unofficial sport of the podcast it's is football. And Bullet Ball Extreme. Yes, sir. And uh, you can put the podcast on your Facebook page. Just uh, search uh, for The Black Guy With Tips on Facebook, iTunes, Podomatic. Uh, we'll be there. You know, you can even Google The Black Guy With Tips at this point, and the show will come up. And, you know, download episodes. Leave us reviews on iTunes. Uh, you can email the show, theblackguywithtips at gmail.com. And you can always call the show, 704-557-0186. Leave us a voicemail. And, uh, you know, we respond to voicemails on Saturdays, and uh, we got some funny-ass listeners. Yes, and, we do. Uh, emailers and callers and stuff, and we really appreciate everybody that puts in on this. We do. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Rodimus Prime. I'm Say That Again, that S-N-V-A-T. And you guys are at Atypical Sports, right? That's it. Yep, so make sure you follow Key and uh, his partner, Rob. And by partner, I mean partner in podcasting. I don't mean homosexual partners. No. Not that anything would be wrong with that, okay? So, um, <laughs> and of course, this show is brought to you, uh, is sponsored by the audio play Dancy, D-A-N-C-E-Y, by Shadow Dog Productions. And, uh, it's a pot, it's, it's an audio play, uh, which is basically like 10, you know, well, actually, some are shorter, but, you know, somewhere between 5 to 15 minutes. Uh, audio, like what you would hear, like back in the the old days on the radio, and they just have actors do different parts, you know, voice acting and whatnot. And this specific one, Dancy, is about a woman who spent two years in Iraq learning how to kill and brutalize people before getting a psychiatric discharge. Wow! So now, so now she's back home. You think she's gonna let two low life criminals kidnap and terrorize the love of her life? Hell no. She didn't think so. I don't think so either. So if you want to check that out, you know, www.shadowdogproductions.com. Dancy is 16 minutes long. It only costs 99 cents. I actually heard it, and it's pretty fucking hilarious, man. Like, I'm not going to front. When I start, like, I don't listen to audiobooks and stuff, so just the idea of, like, an audio play to me was kind of like, uh, well, we'll take the money and we'll see what this dude's talking about later. 
But uh, I actually listened to a few of them, and I listened to this one specifically, and, you know, it starts with the setup, and then, you know, by about five, six minutes into it, I was laughing like shit, so, uh, it's really well done, so if you guys want to check that out, it really helps the show. When you go help, when you go check them out, you helping us. Yes, you do. So even if you say this shit sucks, which it doesn't, but if you thought it did, you still need to click on this shit. Go yeah. to their site. You know, maybe spend ninety nine cents. What is ninety nine cent gonna do? You know what I mean? What is that gonna hurt? That's a that's a what a, a fry a soda and yeah. A, yeah. You could have got like maybe a snack out the snack machine, but are those calories gonna go straight to your hips, lady? Yes, they are. They are gonna go straight to your hips. But you know what doesn't go straight to your hips? Audio play. I know it's so it goes straight to your ears. Yeah, so go shadowdogproductions.com, please. <laughs> Alright. Now, there's all kinds of randomness on this podcast. Yes. And, wait, and, and wait a minute, before I guess get started, this is something I have to say. For those of you who um don't know anything about atypical sports, I want and I have I have I've said this before, but I haven't told this to you guys specifically. You guys make my day. I listen to you guys and I'm always laughing at work. And people always come by my desk and like, you always laughing. You always got a smile on your face. They're like, you always busting out laughing. I was like, y'all just don't know the randomness that I listen to. And you guys are in my rotation of randomness. You guys just make my day at work. So I, I get to tell them, to, I get to tell them directly now. So I just want you to know, for those of you out there who never heard, please check them out. A typical school sports. So I'll let you go ahead and go. Oh, did you just mention a typical sports? Yes, yeah. I did. Oh, my bad. I was sitting there uh, watching that dance scene on Shadow Dog. <laughs> when you, and then I heard my name, so I said, hold up, I, I think I'm on this show. But the way you sold it, I was like, damn, you're talking about this chick who was trained in Afghanistan and came back. I was in there trying to download that shit right yeah. now. Dance is a little, yeah. I listened to it and it sounded like dance is a little what we like to call cray-cray. So, uh, yeah. she, she gets it in, so, you know, check that out. And, uh, of course, no further delay. Let's get into keys. Yes. Random thought. Yes. But I got some questions, man, like some serious concerns, because me and my homeboy, DJ Horn One, at DJ Horn One, had this conversation. We was talking about you. I guess it was behind your back because you wasn't there. But I guess he had an injury, <laughs> like, who, he, he was like, who the hell is Rod in his prime, and where'd he get all this time in the world to do all the shit he do? Like, you can get on Twitter anytime, and I know the people who listen to know, but you either watching a movie, you're playing a video game, you're on somebody else's podcast, you recorded your podcast, you're talking about a new video game. Like, where do you have all the time in the day to do with, do all this riding the spine, black guy who tips type shit? Man, you know what's crazy is uh, I don't think I have, like, a ton of time. I just think that... Uh, I have like this weird, and it's probably some type of disease or something, so don't, like I'm sure, I don't want to know, so people listening don't email the show and tell me what the fuck it is, but I'm pretty sure it's not normal to be able to do four or five things at a time all the fucking time, but that's literally all I'm doing, it's like I'm tweeting and I'm playing Call of Duty and I'm watching the game and I'm listening to a podcast, like all that shit can be happening. And watching some porn. Yeah, well, I try to watch the porn. That actually, I try to do by itself. Because, you know, you don't want to be mid-porn watching and then be like, Oh, I just had a great random thought. People on Twitter would love to hear this. <laughs> so I saved the porn thoughts for later. Like, one time I saw this chick um, in a pornography film, adult film situation. And uh, she was giving this dude some oral stimulation. And I noticed on her, uh, on the hand that she was gripping it with, she had a tattoo of a baby's face. 
Oh. And it was, yeah, it was like the least erotic. She was hot, but it was the least. That's a deflator, though. Yeah. That's the instant deflator, right? It, it was like womp womp. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I like, because I think, uh, and I, I Key, you probably, you're like just a little bit older than us, so I'm sure you, you know that too. And I'm starting to have these more often, but I have adult thoughts, and I don't mean adult like triple X, but adult like I'm growing up because I immediately thought, is that her child? Did that child die? Why does she have that child on her arm? Where is that baby now? Should she be taking care of her? Well, you know what? Maybe she shouldn't be taking care of her because she's a porn star and she might not be a good mother. What is her situation? Like, that is terrible for pornography. You know what, man? I, I just figured out what the black guys would tip me. You, you was giving her a tip. Because if you ever ran into her, would you tell her what she needed to do? Like, does she need to take that tattoo off her hand? Or does she need to spend time actually doing more porn so she can get hair that baby? Yeah, see, I don't know. I just want to know the answers to the question. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? It's like I'm looking for tips. <laughs> like I wanted. Just like I wanted to know the answer where the hell you get all this time from, because I swear Dumbledore gave you a little necklace and you was like Hermione and just like turning the time backwards and going back and doing shit over and over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Hermione, I, I I know it well, my brother. Yeah, and you, like I said, you watched all Harry Potter's in, 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 in 24 hours. <laughs> oh, hey, y'all, I'm on the third one now. Don't, don't ruin it. I'm on the fourth one now. I'm like, damn. I don't know, man. I think maybe since you had a baby, and congratulations, yeah. maybe your time just isn't as open as it used to be. You know what I'm saying? Because you used to, y'all used to be, you know, on that or on the grind all the time. But you know, uh, it's like I tell my friends: when you have a kid, the only choices are you can you can still be cool, right? You can still kick it, or you could be a good parent. Those are the only choices, dog. <laughs> like, like I, I don't never hold it against people when it's like, man, I ain't seen him for six months. Yeah, because he's probably being a father. Yeah. You know, the nigga that still kicks it, yeah, you might want to talk to him and, and find out what's really going on. Yes. Yes, and while, and while you're talking about that, I remember one time I had, it was funny, I had got my hair done. I came in, I hit Twitter, and I was like, oh, I came home looking all pretty, and I was like, at Ryder was promised, sleep. Do you know how many people hit me up and was like, that nigga sleep? I never thought he slept. What is going on? Where is Ron? I was like, he sleeps, y'all. He does sleep. They was like, that nigga does everybody podcast in his own podcast and he got a job. They was like, damn. Oh, he got two jobs. Yeah. I my boy Horner said, no, hold on. He got two jobs. <laughs> sometimes you treat, I'm on my way to my second job now. This nigga is incredible. Hey, my dad is part Jamaican. I heard that. How many jobs you got mine? <laughs> I'm tree job mine. And working on my fourth one mine. I'm a podcast I'm on another podcast of mine. I work security. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got brothers all named Rod. That's some Jamaican shit too, though. Like, yeah. just, a, just a, a form of, of the same name. That is some Jamaican shit. Are you, is your, is your, your dad's Jamaican for real? Nah, no, nah, nah, nah. No. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Not that I know of. I don't know. Now, I know, I've never met my grandfather, so who knows? But, but like, hey, you know, Abby Dillard, you know, Abby Dillard, Jamaican. I didn't know that, man. Yeah, in real life. That, that shit, like, blew my mind, too. Like, you always got one certain image of Jamaicans, and, and that's our flaws as human beings. When we hear something, you automatically stereotype it, because that's how your brain works. You want to classify it or put it into a file. And the last person I would try to say that's Jamaican is just Abby Dillard. Just the way he looks, the way he carries himself. You know, you thinking of a Jamaican, he's smoking weed, 
got dreads, riding around the beat-up BMW. You know, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm thinking as far as Jamaican, but that ain't him. Yeah, when I think of Jamaicans, I think of them on um, bobsleds, in the ice, trying to try qualify for the Olympics, you know, uh-huh. having troubles, and just, you know, all kinds of serious physical shit. And, and you know, like, while you messing around, man, the funny part was that uh, with his, his, him and his brother both called each other Rod. And his daddy's name is Rod D. And so, for years, I always called him Roger. I've never shortened his name. And people used to be like, why don't you shorten his name? I was like, look, if you're a girl of everybody in the house named Rod, and everybody's starting to get these deep voices, you better be specific at which Rod you're talking to. Because you might mess around and be talking to the wrong Rod. And stand for stuff. You ain't got no business saying to him. <laughs> I got another question though, um, and, and I got to come to you, Rob, because I know you're a video game expert. I, I just purchased a PS3 today, and I know you ain't up on that. I know you're an Xbox ride till you die type dude. Yeah. But, but I also got an old Xbox. I mean, is it worth spending a 150 for the Connect portion? So you have an old Xbox 360, and you want to know if you should get yeah. Connect? Um, man. Can I get- uh, to be honest, I don't have it. Uh. I know people that have it and they seem pretty happy with their purchase. So it would really be about what, you know, are you going to be committed to using it? Because the main, the main thing I don't want to do is do what, like, the Wii does with Nintendo where you keep buying all these peripherals for your shit and then you don't use it and now it's just sitting around your house like exercise equipment, you know? So if, if you feel like you can get up and do all that dancing and silly shit, then you should probably check it out. Karen plays games too, though. And, uh, and also, the, the, the thing about the Kinect, and I've actually talked to people on, on Xbox when I be playing my video games, and the biggest issue that people have is that you have to have space. If you don't have, like, 8, 10 feet uh, behind you, it's very, very difficult for the machine to uh, just do the little thing it needs to do with your body. But when you turn it on up close, that's fine. But for a lot of activities, you need space. So if you are someone that's like tight, real close quarters, and I'm assuming they might fix this when they come out with the next version, um, is that if you don't have space, I wouldn't advise that you buy it. You know what would be the bomb though? I just thought of this shit. If they had bullet ball on, on Connect. Yes, now that. Bullet ball. Yes, now that I would play. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I would buy that shit today. I mean, that's Bullet Ball Supreme. Yeah. And we be looking. I mean, I, 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 I don't know how to make this sound cool. Like, I don't want to be like I'm looking at another brother through his connect. I'm looking at his web. I'm looking at his webcam. But I mean, we, we playing Bullet Ball, so we got our hands out. I got my Bullet Ball. Uh, I got my whole my whole routine, my scheme down. I kick your ass with some Bullet Ball over yeah. Xbox for real. <laughs> <laughs> bullet Ball just and seems I like that, you know uh, what. Uh-huh. That's where that nigga tripping at because he should have actually just took that to a video game maker. If anything, yeah, nobody yeah, wants that shit in real life. That was but back I think in the day. Video game we decepted. That was back in the day before uh, video games was big enough for him to think about connect. That's true. But now he should go ahead and try to come back, man. I keep picturing him like Ted Williams. Like maybe he's on the side uh-huh. of the street somewhere with a sign that says, "I have a God-given game <laughs> and a gift." <laughs> To, to play bullet ball. Can y'all please give me a second chance? Oh, yeah. He probably out there. He lives in his car. Yeah. Hey, man, I hate you for introducing that in my life because that <laughs> video, that YouTube, when I looked at that shit, I felt bad for laughing at him. Like, <laughs> should I feel bad for that or was it really funny? Look, this is how you know you can listen to our show. Um, And, and, and it happens to me all the time. 
if something fucked up happens and you laugh at people's pain, you probably can listen to our show. <laughs> I, this, and this is a real example. I wasn't even going to bring this up on the show. And that's kind of how routine this shit is for me, uh, that I wasn't going to bring it up on the show. But um, I have a friend that he was, and he, I don't want to say dating because that's too strong a word, but he was kicking it, hanging out with this stripper, right? Brown chicken, brown, brown. And this, uh, this stripper was like the sluttiest, bimbo type looking stripper like she came to this bar we were at and this dude lives kind of a fast paced lifestyle so she comes to the bar she's wearing a dress with like a big slit you know those dresses with the mm-hmm. slit like almost in the middle mm-hmm. and she comes to the bar and like sits in one of those uh chairs that uh is like a uh what do you a stool she sits in the stool uncrosses her legs shows the dude her pussy crosses her leg back up Oh yeah. So well, at least it wasn't a dick though. Yeah, that's where I thought the story was going. No, 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 no. It could have been on that tranny level. So okay. So, so that's that's. I guess that's. That, I guess the, the story's going good so far. So, so yeah. what else happened? Yeah, it wasn't going. It wasn't Eddie Murphy style. It was. Okay. All right. So she uncrosses her legs or whatever, and they and he gets up and they go kick it at another bar, and they're hanging out for a while. And I guess they go out to do some things, and uh, she ta- he takes pictures of her like posing against street signs and showing her in different various states of undress. And uh, oh meanwhile, I'm still at the original bar because I didn't want to go kick it with them, and um. My, some of the people come back and they're like, man, that stripper, she was racist, man. Like, she was in there calling people the N-word and stuff like that. I'm like, word? Wow. You know, so I, you know, never thought about it again. So he hits me up, uh, hits up the whole email chain. We email each other all day sometimes. He hits up the whole email chain and he says, you know, that stripper I was talking to, well, they just found her, uh, she OD'd this weekend. Wow. And yeah. So I replied back, the racist? Well, I was like, <laughs> she was too good for this earth. And, <laughs> and apparently, <laughs> these dudes all grew vaginas overnight because some of them were trying to act like the shit was uncalled for. Like, we don't talk like that all the time. And so they were like, man, that's, I can't believe you said that. And I was like, what? God obviously needed another angel. You know, so he had to take one from, from earth and take put her straight to heaven. And so they all thought that was inappropriate. And then secretly, whenever I chatted with them or I am with them or texted them later, each individual pretty much was like, oh, no, nah, that shit was funny as hell. You said it right on point. So I say all that to say, if you laugh at that, then you can laugh at our podcast. Yes, you that's, can. That's what we do. We laugh at tragedy. But, but I feel a little uncomfortable about it, though. Like, I, I'm not, like, I don't have those, that set of nerves to just laugh and just not think about, like, damn, that was kind of jacked up. Yeah, well, I do that too. I do that too, but it's still funny. Yes, sir. Nothing's wrong with funny. Hell yeah. Nothing's wrong with funny. outweighs them feeling. Exactly. The humor, the enjoyment I get from the laughter outweighs all that little guilt I had for the for the microsecond that I had it. You know. Exactly. The mo- the model for the podcast key is this: nothing's wrong if it's funny. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all. Hey, that's the only rule. Hey, yo, Rod. Yo, I'm really happy for you. I'm gonna let your podcast be number one. But me and Rob has one of the best podcasts of all time. <laughs> <laughs> you heard about your boy Kanye, right? What do you do now? That was a tweet he said to Britney. But, you know, I changed the words. He, uh-huh. he, he, he said, uh, yo, Britney, I'm really happy for you, and I'm going to let you be number one. But me and Jay-Z single is one of the best songs of all time, LOL. 
<laughs> so he just put more he put mule, more fan to the more you know fuel to the fire he was referring to his ham song and I guess Britney Spears got to hold it against me like that's the number one song on iTunes right now but then he shitted on it and also brought that past with the Taylor Swift thing yeah I like Kanye man I, I like that I, I like that yep. controversial yeah yes it so. does I got a couple more thoughts though. Keep hitting us up. Yeah, we all. What would happen? What would happen if a man named Carlos Estevez was in a hotel room and he cussing out strippers, or he was he, he he had a number one TV show, and Carlos Estevez went to Vegas and you know he got caught up with some more porn stars and cocaine and alcohol. <laughs> what would happen to a man named Carlos Estevez? <laughs> I already know where this is going, man. You talking about Charlie Sheen, whose actual real name is Estevez. A lot of people it's think Estevez. Yeah. Yes, a yeah. lot of people think that Emilio Estevez. They like give him credit, like, yeah, how how cool and brave of him to go against his family name and use Emilio Estevez's name. Wrong. Charlie Sheen <laughs> is a fake name, and so is Martin Sheen. Their last name is really Estevez. For real. Yeah. I and you're right. That. Yeah, you didn't know that. Yeah, no. and, and you're and Key's 100 percent right. The, the antics that Charlie Sheen has gotten up to lately. If his last name was Estevez or Gonzalez or some shit, man, uh, they would have this motherfucker in rehab so fast. What? <laughs> I love that dude. Did you, read, did you read the CBS president said I'm really concerned about Carlos? Now, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm really concerned about Charlie's behavior now. But like I said, <laughs> if it would have been Carlos's behavior. That shit blows my mind. And another thing about Emilio Estevez, like if he had a name like um, Enrique Estevez, he can always change his name to Henry Sheen. Right. You know. But since Emilio doesn't have a have an Anglo-sized word, I think it's Emil. Like that, you can't be an Emil Sheen. Right. Like his name didn't. He couldn't flip his name like like Martin and like uh, Carlos could. So I don't know, man. Emilio out there in the, in the blue, he got to keep that name. He can't change his name to Emile Emile uh, Sheen, can he? I don't think so, man. But let me just say this. Am I the only one that has nothing but the utmost respect for the way Charlie Sheen handles his shit? Like, he is a functional addict. They said he went out and got shit hammered and then showed up on time for work the next day. Like, oh, yeah. they were they were pretty much live reporting to TMZ from the bar he was at. Like, here he is. He's drank way too much. He's hanging out with three porn stars right now. There's no way he makes it to the set. And then by the next morning, they were like, well, he made it to the set. So nobody noticed anything. Everything was just as good as normal. He was recording. That's right. He is amazing. And I love his whole, like, they, they went to confront this nigga like, yo, man, you just got arrested for call it, saying the N-word and, um, you know, fucking this, this, this porn star that you didn't pay and all this drama. And he was just like, it's all under control. Everything's fine. Cool. Damn. <laughs> I love him. Uh, gangsta. Hey, do you, do you think the half man ever did lines with him? You know, like two and a half men. Do you think that little kid, how old is he now, like 17, 18? <laughs> I mean, do you think Carlos has took him out to party with him yet as a grown ass man off the set? Uh, I don't know what the rules are to Carlos, to, to Carlos's party, man. Ooh. I honestly don't, man. I like I, I don't I wouldn't doubt if uh, you came in there and the little half man was in there and like a giraffe was in there and they ah. had like three moms juggling uh dildos. Like I would not be surprised, dude. That dude gets it in so hard and 
He's, you know he's gonna live to be 170, right? He can't die. He went for two bills, homie. <laughs> he will not die, dude. I would be so surprised the day they announce his death. I'd be like, word. I can't believe so, it. So we got Carlos Estevez taking out the half man. And don't forget Ducky. Like, remember Ducky and was that Pretty in Pink or what, what the shit was that movie? One of the Molly Ringwald movies because the other man, I swear his name was Ducky. I guess you. I guess you didn't watch too many of those movies in the eighties, huh? Nah, I'm nah. Not on my West Coast white side. <laughs> yeah, you might be missing me with that one. I'm sorry, brother. I'm sure. Okay, my bad. I was too hey, busy did, watching the House Party. Y'all ever been to the West Coast? Nah, no, I'm no. on to one day, but no. Okay, make that something happen. That soon, you guys have to get out to California, or I mean Arizona. Be careful though, because you know. Arizona got a bad rap, but it ain't as bad as people think. I mean, that's where I live at. I've been out here for shit twenty years, but um, it, it, it's just weird that every time I listen to y'all podcast, and y'all from North Carolina, and I and I and I understand the dynamics as far as it being in the South, but not really in the South. But a lot of y'all topics on the black guy who tips is racial, you know, and and I enjoy that. But I think on the West Coast, we don't really focus on it as much as people do on the East Coast or the South. Right. So I think if you ever had an opportunity to come out west, I, I think it would just be, just not ain't gonna say enlightening. They're like it ain't that deep, but I just think it'll be fresh for you just to kind of get a different perspective. Yeah, but I love the racism. Like I've become accustomed to it now. If I, I don't know what I would do if I woke up and there was no more racial things to discuss, man. I only see things in racial spectrums that interest me man i love that part of just being black in america i think the podcast comes across more focused on it than i am in real life yeah. but um i just love those i love those jokes i love those all my favorite comedians uh aren't afraid to touch on you know racial topics and things like that so i just think that you know our show comes from that uniquely black perspective down here in the south where it's Unlike enlightened, but you still got to deal with some of the regular bullshit. But you know, I just racial shit just piques my interest. I don't know where I could live where I wouldn't be interested in this shit. Hey, you remember that week when Karen was a racist? <laughs> was you haven't heard yesterday's show? I ain't heard it. Oh, wait till you hear yesterday's show, man. She is off the chain. I remember I was listening to that show, Brace, like, hold it on to my to my chair, like, oh, Shirley Wong ain't gonna like this. Shirley Wong ain't gonna like this. <laughs> she did <laughs> be dropping the C word. <laughs> she, she has been attacking our white listeners lately, man. She has dropped two C words and not the one she said about Shirley Wong in the last, like, week and a half. What is wrong with this woman, Keith? Wow. See what I'm dealing with? I guess, it, like, I wouldn't be surprised if she said Danny Woodhead's middle name was Pecker. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm breaking out! I'm breaking out, man! I'm breaking out! No, it's cool. I do enjoy it though. But you know what I'm really caught up in? What's that? The MVP race, man. And the NBA? I'm caught up in the MVP race. No, man, Jersey Shore. Now you got <laughs> season three of Jersey Shore, right? Right. Like, I'm gonna ask you a question. Season one, who was your MVP? Oh, season one. Oh man, I guess I would have to say. Uh, I'm gonna say the situation. Uh, even though agree, agree. Typical okay. answer, okay. but it's the truth. Yeah. He was a star that fucking first season. Yes. Okay. 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 That's why I like you. That's why I like this show. Okay. Cool. Because I, I, I'm eye to eye with that. I'm all the way 100 percent situation. Let's go season two. Who your MVP? Mine is and Karen, 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 Karen. You go first. Who was your yeah. MVP in season two? You, you watch it, right? Yes. 
Ah, uh, I'm still a situation fan. I'm a huge situation fan because he was on Dance with the Stars, so it's situation for me again. All right. The situation was back to back in your world. He's like LeBron in Karen's world. Okay. Okay. Now, what about you, Rod? Season two. Uh, for me, it's probably D, hands down. Hey, I wish we had this on Skype so you could see my note. Paulie D, season two. For the next <laughs> year, eye to eye. You, you got your card turned over? <laughs> yeah, we eye to eye right now, homie. <laughs> Paulie D, for sure. Just this whole, the energy he brought in season two. Cavs here, Cavs here. Cavs here. Shirt time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> T-shirt time, oh, oh yeah. And then <laughs> when he got aggressive on Angelina, like... I never knew what to expect from that fool in season two. Like, the way he cussed out Angelina. Yeah. Like the way he did it was so sincere. You know, like, like, bitch, don't ever put your motherfucking hands on me again. Like, that's the kind of aggression he had. But with the Italian tan perspective. Dude said, it was enlightening to me. Dude said, are you touching me right now? It was a rhetorical question. Because the answer was, you should not be touching me. Whatever whatever was <laughs> happening, the only correct answer was to take your hands off Polly D at that time. And she had the herpes on her lip. Remember, he brought, he dropped that line. Yeah. She got the herpes on her lip. Uh, yeah. Not a herpes uh, sore, not a bump, not a cold sore. She got the herpes on her lip. Dude was naming her. He was giving her nicknames the whole season. He called her Staten Island Fairy, the Staten Island Dump. Like, dude was just uh, killing her the whole season, man. Pauly D for MVP. Okay, so Pauly D's MVP season three. Sorry, Karen. It's two, to get, two against one. That's so fine. We're going to go ahead. We document situation season one. Season two, we got Paulie D. Now, you all seen the last two, uh, the first two episodes of season three? I've seen yes. the first episode. I'm behind on the second one. I need to watch that tonight. Okay. There isn't a clear MVP candidate yet. Um, there is a new character who obviously is going to get rookie of the year because right. that's a no-brainer. But um, let's, let's, be on a, let's be on the lookout, man. Let's just be on the lookout as far as the MVP race for Jersey Shore. Yeah, I really Ooh. hope it's Benny, man, because I like Benny, but he's so reserved <laughs> and... He was uh, actually in the, he was actually kind of in the lead last year for a little bit and then he got his heart broken by that chick and, that and he fell off like yeah. he, the last like six shows he just took he was like boom that thumbs down yes I agree but Vinny was it, it's like he, he is the one that has the potential I think to go the craziest because at least Paulie D and situation they probably 30 years old where they had a real life before you know they've actually had to to work or whatever I mean they didn't have to automatically be successful kind of like Benny's only 21, 22 so you know he's going to be crazy as shit in the next 5, 10 years so that's all yeah. <laughs> don't have no background yeah so I'm kind of concerned about my boy Benny now that I think about it yeah we'll see man do you watch, you don't watch the Bad Girl Club do you? No man, dude, I don't oh. have a channel, man, and I, I couldn't, I couldn't justify myself to get oxygen as an added channel yeah. for that show. Oh but my you know God. what? I, I, I am gonna go ahead and try to try to get it on uh, Netflix or something. Well, good luck, man. Yes, that shit is. It, it's not streaming. Ooh, I promise. It's crack. Yeah, it's it not is crack. People have checked. We've checked. It's not streaming. Yeah, it's crack. So it's almost better that you didn't get started because yeah, I can't help it. I love the show. Oh. They got a crazy chick on there this year. Nay, uh, Char, C-H-A-R, um, and she is 27 years old. Yes, sir. Left a good job. With insurance and 401k. To come be a fucking bad girl. What? Why do they get paid, though? No, they don't get paid almost nothing. I, I talked to somebody, um, that no is in the know. He told me they get something like $300 a week. 
Like they pretty much just pay for them to stay there. And then they <laughs> Dude, it's it's amazing, man. I I we I when dude was telling me behind the scenes, I was like, yo, these chicks are just ratchet for no reason. There's no rhyme or reason to why they just messed up. At least MTV is giving you a couple thousand dollars an episode. They're paying for all your drinks and things like that. Man, be, um, the uh, oxygen is just like, yeah, so you're going to need to meet somebody to pay for these drinks tonight because we ain't got this. Hey, Karen, Karen. hey Karen, by the way, ratchet means like wow, kind of reckless. I know you, you, you don't know what that word means, right? I, you know what Roger told me last week because believe you me I asked I was like what is ratchet <laughs> I don't understand that, this everybody's used that, I don't want to use it in the wrong term and feel like the old lady who's out the loop <laughs> that was one of the most mind boggling things of my 2011 early like when I found out Karen at Say That Again from this podcast they didn't know what ratchet meant like my jaw dropped like how the hell is that that really makes sense to me like does she even do, do she have kool-aid do, do, like does she, does she like collard greens um I, I, like that was so mine but i couldn't even put my arms around that thought like how the hell does she not know what that means <laughs> um, i don't know i guess i missed do you like fried chicken do you like fried chicken yes i do okay okay you like watermelon right yes yes i do Okay, so the normal things we all like. You, you like the Jeffersons, good times? Yes, yes. Speaking of the Jeffersons, um, who do you think had more money, if you think about it? Do you think George Jefferson pulled in a higher salary than, let's say, Mike Brady? <laughs> era, kind of. Like, who do you think, if you think about it, like, who do you think cleared the most annually? Oh, so man. Let's, let's think about this. Let's think about this. George Jefferson lived in New York City in a high-rise apartment on the east side, right? Had a maid, mm -hmm. owned his own business, dry cleaning business. Mike Brady lived in L.A., had a pretty nice house, suburbia, had six kids, had a live-in maid and a wife that didn't do shit. Like, that's the two things that connect these worlds, where you have wives that don't work or do shit, but they still got maids. Right. So that means somebody's balling, right? So that 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 made me think, like, out of those two, who was balling higher, or who was who was balling more? Um, I'm gonna say George Jefferson, and I'm saying that because his son was grown, so <laughs> all his money for children was already gone from his budget. So he could just stack cheddar, you know what I'm saying? As opposed to Mike Brady, who constantly had them little rugrats running around the crib, spitting up his cheese, playing ball in the house and shit, you know? Okay. <laughs> and they weren't even his kids, though. I mean, you know, three of them weren't his kids. So. If, you, if you taking care of them, they're yours. By the third season, uh, Jan kind of started looking like him, because that's how that shit works. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> What about what you think, Karen? I would have to say George, too. And the biggest reason why I say George is for longevity. He's had his money longer, and he should have enough sense to make that stuff multiply. Oh, are you going to say George George was had that money longer? If you don't, if you remember, um, Wheezy was a damn maid for Archie Bunker. <laughs> so they kind of had new picking up. That's real talk. I mean, that's a, that's, that's a spinoff from that show. Oh, okay. I don't know. I guess the bottom line is an architect in L.A. going to make more than a dry cleaner 
in the 70s in, in New York. Wait, if you own the, uh, the dry cleaner, though, the architect still hey. works for somebody, though. True. But he, hey, you remember he had some bomb-ass plans? I mean, I don't, I'm just, I'm not saying who was balling more. I just want to know who's cashing the highest checks. Oh, I don't know, man. That's a good question, though. Okay. I'm doing my randomness. As long as we can take, as long as we can take uh, James Evans out of the equation, we all we agree good. on that. Yes, we can agree on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he don't James, see out. James could shoot a damn mean game of pool though. Like I don't. Why did he just go pro? Like that was another thing ah. disappointing. He's like James, who they had to give him money. He go grab that pool stick, <laughs> and your girl uh, uh, Florence Evans, who damn near looked just like Big Poppy. <laughs> you ever see David Ortiz and, and uh, Florence in the same room at the same time? No. <laughs> <laughs> when your boy, when your boy James Evans go to that, go to that closet and grab that pool seat, and Florence be, Florida be like, I said Florence, and Florida be like, no, no, James, don't do that. He, he, he get his hustle on, he go to the pool hall, and he make that money. Like oh. if you had a skill that good, why didn't you just go ahead and, and be a pro pool player? My theory is that Florida was holding him back. Like, you always yeah. know this one, like, the episode, he could have got a, a better job and she wouldn't let him get it. And she wanted, and they found that money that time, she made him give it to the church. Whenever he went yeah. to go play pool, she'd be like, don't play pool. Like, she was holding this nigga back. And my theory is that she was holding him back because she didn't want him to get some money and get a better looking woman. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. she was not pretty to look at. No, and Walona was coming around all the time. Yes, you know he was hitting that. Yeah, and ugly women don't, don't like fine women coming around there, man. You know what I just thought? Mike stage I mean, uh, uh, James stage his death. Yeah. Think about ah, it. He, ah. he said, hey, man, hey, man, call my wife up, man, say I'm dead. I'm loving it out here. Wherever the hell he was in. Yeah, I'm, I'm playing it out here. Because I'm, I'm playing pool. I'm playing pool. I'm making more money I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> got him some bad, some new new. He ain't got to be in them cold ass Chicago projects. It's, it's the only thing he had to do was hire somebody to call and say, "Hello, um, uh, Mrs. Evans. Uh, I have bad news for you. Uh, James Evans died in a car accident." Damn, damn, damn! And at the same time, she was saying, "Damn, you know your boy James is dead." Yeah, yeah, yeah. New life for me. New life for me, doing this thing. So, so, so right now, and matter of fact, James Evans might have actually turned into, he moved to New York and started making those McDowell restaurants, change his name up, start yep. owning companies, had two fine daughters. Mm hmm. You know, that was the only thing. daughters about to marry a prince from, 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 from Azumba, so. That was the only thing. He was, that's the only thing he was missing, really, was that. Janet Jackson, you know, grew up and he was like, man, my baby went on to become a mega superstar and I can't even acknowledge that she my baby no more. That's true. That was the only thing sad, man, because the rest of them dudes ain't come on to be nothing. No, they didn't. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I'm so glad we figured out that problem in the world. Yeah. I'm so glad we figured out that James Evans actually was successful and he faked the death. Obviously. It's so obvious, you know, we put it together. It's like my, my theory that Mace kill big. Like, the more you think about it, the more you like, you know what? Maybe. Mm-hmm. I think he Why not? So, Carrie. <laughs> so, Carrie, you had some uh, random thoughts, too? I did. Is he, uh, can you finish? Yeah, he said I think he said he was done, right? Am I? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm done. I'm here, though. I'm listening. All right. Go I'm, ahead, Carrie. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm eagerly listening. Okay. My ran- These are my random thoughts. Um, my first random thought is, am I my brother's keeper at work? And the reason why I say this is because people come to my desk and ask me for shit like ketchup and mustard. 
and straws and sugar and salt and pepper and then get pissed when I ain't got it. <laughs> Do I look like the refrigerator? Do I look like the have a niche. Huh? I said you gotta have that niche though at work so they ain't gonna fire you because you gotta be the condiment lady. Like you gotta always be like the condiment lady or you gotta be the person that runs the office pools. Like you gotta have that niche. So as long as you keep that going, I think you I think you 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 evaluable to the whole to the whole corporation. Cause the sad part about it is I used to have a lot of this stuff at my desk, but I started letting the shit run out because I got tired of everybody coming asking me for it. So I was like, you know what, damn it, I'm you know what, if you gonna come take from my stove, you need to contribute to fill it in the pantry. Right. If you if you so I, I just let it all run out. So now they get mad at me. So I was just wondering if anybody else out there, you know, you saw Pepper ladies, you know, shoot me email, shoot Roger an email and let us know. We would love to hear your stories. Yes. I haven't heard, I haven't had to deal with that one because I don't keep shit in my desk and I don't share, so I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> and my next random thought. Hold on, wait. Keep, hold on, hold on, wait, hold on, hold on. Before we go to the next one, I, I got to talk about this, uh, uh, do you ever bring the Popeye sprinkles? What is you know, that? Sprinkles from Popeye's? That seasoning, like she's talking about she keeps salt temperature then I keep uh, like a million packets of them Popeye sprinkles. And because our cafeteria is kind of bland, but you, I swear to God, man, you put them Popeye sprinkles on shit, it'll taste good. <laughs> nah, we don't have no Popeye's in Charlotte, no, man. No, we gotta go to Rob. Oh, Bojangles, huh? Yeah, we got Bojangles. And they don't got no special seasoning. Ain't no Popeyes and man, what, what the Popeyes? They 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 hustling backwards. How the hell are they not gonna put a Popeyes in, in in Charlotte, North Carolina, America, Black America? I said that again. I'm always pissed because the lady always come on nationwide talking about mm mm mm. My chicken good. I be like, shut up, bitch. You ain't here. Get off <laughs> we got my free chicken camp. today, except for North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and we do have them in North Carolina, but it's like Fedville and like Raleigh. It's like. We used to have one here years ago, but it closed down. So it's actually a um, a Facebook page about uh, Popeyes. People want the Popeyes to come to their city. Damn. Yes. And uh, for my next random thought, there should be a rule that nobody should be able to buy Shape Ups unless you're 50 and over. <laughs> and the reason why I say that is because they look like orthopedic shoes. And everybody that does the commercial for the shoes are 50 and up. So why don't they just tell the truth and uh, make it be known that these shoes are for your grandma. Mm. If you're under 50, you ain't got no damn reason with them shoes on. You look crazy. Or maybe that's just the way I look at it. I agree, man. And the thing is, they keep having these fucking advertisements. And the ads are all old, washed-up athletes that I don't want to see play anyway. So it's like, what are you trying to sell me, old man? You know, check out these shoes and my back hurts. You know, like, uh, dude, we knew you was whack, you know, by now. We know you're not coming back, Joe Montana. No, I don't care if you're wearing Harry Potter's uh, magical uh, cape where you could be invisible. You're not coming back, Carl Malone. No, I not. saw your knee crumple and you get carried off the court. Shape Up can't fix your cartilage, dog. Yes, yes, so I'm glad. This next question is relevant to this topic. But um, I need to know what minute marker we at right now. Uh, forty-eight. Okay. Note to self: Tell my wife not to listen at forty-seven minutes. Why? Because she wears shape up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Her feelings would be broke down. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I mean, it, 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 here's the whole thing. 
she only wears it when she washes dishes. Oh man, what is that? This shit. No, I don't know what dishes dishes getting washed, so you think I'm gonna say shit? Nope. Exactly. That's women that's women for you though. That's women for you. They be like, I need a new pair of shoes. You be like, what you need a new pair of shoes for, baby? To wash the dishes. Like, <laughs> men have like two pairs of shoes. Like, I play ball in these, I cut grass in these. Like, that's it. You know, I got some work shoes and I, you know, I uh, keep it in three pairs. Women got 37 pairs. I, 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 do, I do have a lot of pairs and I almost got suckered into the shape up thing. This guy's similar like over $100 here. <laughs> Your shoes are hot. My wife's got a hundred dollar dishwashing shoes. They got a dish. <laughs> well, at least the dishes are washed, and I'm pretty sure over time she really don't wash over a hundred dollars worth of dishes. So y'all even each other out. And we got a dishwasher. Like we wash dishes before we put them in the dishwasher. Oh man, it works. Are we hustling backwards? Are you wonder? Are you, are you wonder why you don't have enough time to tweet, huh? <laughs> yes. Stuff like that. Uh. And my next thing is this. If, uh, if Martin Luther King Day is supposed to be about a dream, why won't I be dreaming tomorrow my black ass gonna be at work? <laughs> well, you can dream tonight, and then you can wake up, and then tomorrow, I'll be off! Oh, I took the day off! Black power, bitch! Uh. And when I was playing basketball yesterday, uh, today, uh, my team had, uh, like, two black dudes, and two white dudes, and a dude of some type of unknown origin, and every time we won, I was screaming out MLK. And every time I won the bass, uh, when we got down, I was like, listen, this team we playing against is nothing but white dudes. Do you think the memory of Martin Luther King would want to see us get defeated today? And we came back to King, and we won that game for Martin Luther King, man. Wow. <laughs> and so my next uh, topic is this. No shoes or coat in the wintertime. Is this a white person thing? And that's, a, that's, a Rick, that's a Michelle Ryan thing. <laughs> <laughs> and the biggest reason why I'm asking that is because it was like freezing over the weekend and like snow and ice on the ground. And we had went to Chipotle and these people in front of us had t-shirts, shorts, and flip-flops and like 30 degree weather. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. I, like, that's one of those things where, you know, like he was talking about, you know, you come out to the West Coast, you won't see all this racial stuff. Well, maybe it's because it doesn't get cold enough in Arizona for us to notice the difference between, you know, the races. But it just so happened there were a lot of different ethnicities in the room at the time. Yeah, and everybody else was wrapped up. The only people rocking the t-shirt and the shorts and the flip-flops was white, man. Like, how am I not supposed to notice that? Like, yeah. what other... What characteristic was I supposed to be looking at, Key? Am I supposed to be like, oh, they're the only two in the frat? Like, I, this is the only, no. it was the only thing distinguishing it. I couldn't turn my brain off, man. I had to be like, I, I, like I looked at Karen. And we both gave each other the knowing look that black people give, where it's just like, mm-hmm, yep, you see it. You know what that should remind me of? You, you remember Menace when your boy uh, was on that cooler and he said, man, we're tropical people. Man, we ain't out here for all this madness. You going out there to I you going out there in Iowa when that brother was talking about uh, being in the cold and he said we are tropical people. Yeah. You remember that thing? Yes. I forgot that dude's name. <laughs> but, but here's the whole point. This is the point I'm trying to make with that. You know who was supposed to play that role, right? Who? Tupac. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I do remember so that. My whole thing is, I think if Tupac played that role, his whole life would be different. Like, if he would have jumped into that role as far as being a positive, you know, the black activist thing, like, because I think he actually juice fucked his whole world up. Like, that, when he played juice, he acted it so good that he it just took over his whole soul that he needed to play that black Muslim dude in Minnesota society, and then maybe that would have changed his whole life around. That's just that's all I got to say. Maybe you're right, man. Maybe you're right. I, I personally think uh, Tupac was a very, like, influential dude but he was also kind of all over the place and that was the beauty of Tupac and that's why he'll be missed but it was also part of his demise man he stayed doing ratchet shit and then later on he would drop some knowledge on you and I don't really think he could take a side man maybe he was bipolar or something he ain't man bitch go ahead yeah, just like how I started the show, smoking blunts, just come making holes of pump, only underground pump bumping out my trunk. I mean, like those lyrics are just so like. Do he get down like he spit? Like, I, I think he did, but I don't know what came first. Was it the life or the spinning? Like, what came? Like, was life imitating art? Was his art imitating his life? Like, I don't, I don't know the mix with him. Well, I think we got a complete picture of Pop because for every song like that where he was really uh, going hard, he also had plenty of. Dear Mamas, Brenda's Got a Baby, yeah. um, you know, things like that where you just like, you know what, this dude is deep and, you know, he's a conflicted person and, you know, ultimately, you know, it just, some of it got him in trouble. And that's true. And today I was having a Netflix party. I would like to give a shout out to Ty Diamond, Phenom Black and Poe. We were all watching, um... This old school movie called Breaking, which is like a 19, we found a 1984 movie, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really, really old movie. And I realized something. I realized niggas was filmed in the ghetto then, and they still filmed in the ghetto now. Ain't nothing changed. Am I the only one to realize this? Yes. Yeah, they was in the ghetto. They haven't moved up, some of them. You know, but back then you could dance your way out of the ghetto. I just love the plots to Breaking movies, because this shit was always like... <laughs> They're gonna tear down the orphanage. Not if we break dance them. Like we break dance them to death, we can stop these tractors. You're like, come on, dog. Yes, not only that, it was some of the gayest dressing ever. I'm so sorry. They had shorts that were so short, and men had on pants that were so tight. I was like, oh my gosh, and I the only one that realized these dudes were like bumping each other's chest. They were all in each other's face. Yeah. They was just doing. They had. They would had earrings with like. Uh, Elephant tusk on them. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is going on? How can you be hardcore like that? And their names were like Turbo and Ozone. Maybe Ozone. they were just gay. Yes. Maybe they were gay dancers, and they I completely have... mistook it at the time uh, when I was a kid. Yes, and when I and I and I had watched this movie in years, so when I went back and watched it. I was like, oh my, oh, and Ice T was in it. What? I don't and even remember that. Me either. Ice T was in it. Uh, John Claude Van was in it. Yes, go back and watch it. You cannot go back and watch it. This movie is such a classic. And John Claude Van Damme didn't have any speaking lines. He had this real, real tight, you know, those outfits that they bench press in. Yeah. He had that one nose that was black, and he was like humping in the background while they, while they was oh dancing. Oh my god! Oh my god! And he oh. later went on to be one of the baddest ass white dudes 
in movie cinema history of all time. Yes, we. Oh, it was such a classic movie. Yes, it was bad and it was terrible, but it was such a classic to go back and do that. And we and now and it was Ice T when he was died. Ice T now Ice T has become extra sweet Ice T with Lemon. Now they're not the same Ice T because he didn't gain a little bit weight. So you know it's not the same thing. But oh my gosh, it was so. I need to go back and watch that. I thought I'd get that off my chest today. Also, um, people who say that a movie is shot in 3D and a whole movie is not shot in 3D should be charged for false advertisement. <laughs> yo, yo, Key, we went to see um, uh, the Green Hornet, right? And okay, hold on, time out, time yeah. out. Let me, let me. Can I guess something? Mm -hmm. They didn't say put your glasses on now and then take them off, did they? No, 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 no. It wasn't ah! that. Oh, okay. But it was, okay, it was so, yeah, first of all, we had a ghetto theater experience. Yeah. And I normally don't go to ghetto theaters, but I didn't want to pay full price for IMAX 3D for the Green Hornet. Yeah. Because people were telling me, don't do it. It was aftermarket 3D. It's not yeah. worth it. Um, so we went to one that was showing at the appropriate time where we wouldn't have to do much but just go up the street. Yes. They had a fucking a fire in the lobby and we all had to stop the film 20 minutes in and go out on the street. Cause they burn, in the cold. And they burned popcorn. Cause they burned popcorn. Fire, the ambulance tried to, I mean the fire trucks had to come. The um, ambulance. The ambulance had to come. Yes, the ambulance, that's right. But uh, no one was hurt or anything. They didn't offer us free tickets. They didn't offer anybody concessions or anything. They basically just said, sit your black ass back down. They rewound the movie a good, like, ten minutes and then hit play again. Yes. So we had to leave. But the thing is, with the 3D, it was aftermarket 3D and they only had it for a few shots. And when we first came back in the movie, I forgot to put my glasses back on. So I watched, I watched a good two or three minutes of the movie with no glasses and nothing was in 3D. And I was like, this is bullshit. Yes. Yeah, so we ended up leaving, man. Got our money back, but yo, uh, Karen. When we got home, Karen was like, "Dude, you should have to. That should be a crime. You should have to go to jail." I was like, "Karen, how much time are they gonna do?" <laughs> like, she gonna be sending niggas to jail for not putting this shit in 3D? Cause it's so fucking much money. <laughs> you charging twenty dollars? It was twenty one fifty for both of us. Twenty one fifty. Shit, the whole movie should have been in 3D. Screw that. Yeah, and it was um, a matinee, so I don't even know how much it would have been for yes. a full price. I, I like Angry Karen. I like that. I like that feel you had right there. She said, screw that. It was 2150. You know what you can do with 2150, Rod? What? I don't know. You tell me. What, what would you do with 2150? I don't know. Besides going to a whack-ass bootleg 3D. I would go to a whack-ass bootleg 3D and get my money back. <laughs> Start a fire because the show was so bad. Yes. Oh, <laughs> and, and on top of that, the funniest part about it, when we were sitting there, we seen like the light blink and the sounds right beside the exit. I looked at Roger. Roger looked at me. This was a nigga moment. I said, oh shit, the fire alarm on. We got to go. And nobody else moved for like three minutes. I was like, oh hell no. I don't know what's going on, but lights and sounds mean my, it's time for us to leave the building. Yeah, me and Karen were the first two people out of the building. We were in the front row. How does that work? How does that work? Yes. We didn't run or anything. We just got up and was like, oh, fuck this. Yes. <laughs> like, lights and sounds, it's time to go. Yeah. I don't want to be like, uh, I I don't want my last tweet to be, oh, shit, it's a fire. I'm going to wait it out. <laughs> be like, what happened to Ryan's prime? Like, I don't know. I don't know. What would be the funniest scenario of why the fire actually started? Like, if one of the employees, like, tried to fry some chicken and a popcorn grease. 
are because it was ghetto. It was ghetto theater, yeah. so you know there's some ghetto ass people working there. I mean, somebody setting up a foreman grill and trying to grill some some chicken for their lunch break. But I just and while you BSing on the way back in. With that burnt popcorn smell, niggas was in the concession stand. These niggas just burnt popcorn. How y'all standing outside the cold? Why the hell would you want them to serve you the same burnt ass popcorn they just burnt ten minutes Yeah, ago? my clothes smell like fire. <laughs> yeah, like I was like, my clothes smell like I had just escaped a fucking fun, a building full of popcorn and turned on fire. Like, oh, you escaped the popcorn plant. Yeah, like I barely got out of it with my life. No. And these motherfuckers was lined up already. Like, oh, I need some of that popcorn. Mm, smells no, delicious. Hey, you, you know, you know, you know. Who I know who works at a, a movie theater in the concession stand, and shit, he might be responsible for this. You, you know, Slate Key works at a damn popcorn stand. Come here, come here, come here. Hey, you remember these people? They're on the show. Come, come here, come here. Hello. Oh, oh what's up, Slate Key? How you doing? Hey, uh, uh, where y'all at? Oh, we're in Charlotte, man. We 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 still in North Carolina. Look, that's where the boat dropped me off, man. I remember then they sold it me on the auction block. <laughs> <laughs> now, Slave Key, I haven't heard you on the atypical. Huh? I haven't heard you on the atypical sports show in a while, Slave Key. Um, like, has has Key been? Key, your master Key, has he been treating you well? Good? Uh, I got five words for you. Fuck them niggas. That's what I gotta say. They try to, you know, they want to, they want to throw me in my, they want to throw me scraps, you know. He go out, he barbecued all the good meat from the pig. He throw me the intestines, you know. He throw me the feet from the pig, you know. He throw me the greens that come from the bottom of the dirt. And he said, you make your own meals with that shit. And you know what I do? I put a little hot sauce, Tabasco seasoning in it, and I make these things called chitterlings. That these white people around here, these niggas. Cause you know what I call? You know what I call Robin Key? I call them white people because that's what they are. That's what I call them. They disgust me. So they give me, they give me the pigs intestines. And I, and I make it a cuisine, you know. And I'm over here busting. I'm selling that shit to the Mexicans, and they put it in their soup, and they call it menudo. And they wake up drunk, and they drink my chitterlings, and they call it menudo, and they hungover's over. <laughs> I'm, I'm an entrepreneur out here. So I just want to get props out to y'all, man, out there. Y'all in slave land. Is y'all okay? Man, yeah. we trying to make it, slave man. Trying to make it's it. It's tough out here. We, you know, we always watching our back, man, because you never know. Well, they gonna repeal some of them laws, man, and we end up like you. Yeah, well, you know, it's a, some people's days, like mine and slaves' days, is a, it, it's one of the best days on earth. We can sing, we can dance, we can play rhythm songs, drums on our hand bones, you know, and you hit your chest with it, and you go hand bone, hand bone, have you heard? And look at all the other slaves, we dance, we sing. It's a joyful thing being a slave. You might want to go ahead and tap into your inner slave, Roderick, because you work enough. You're out there doing what you do. Do the joyful things that us slaves do, too. Sing you a song sometimes on your podcast. I heard your podcast where you wanted to do a musical. Do a slave musical. <laughs> no, I think that's called uh, Old Negro Spiritual Slave Key. Uh, what, by the way, what's your favorite song, Slave Key? Well, my favorite thing right now is ham because it's the part of the pig I can never eat. It's a dream to me. <laughs> 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 
Kicking it for a second, man. Yeah. You said you treat them real good and everything's fine. Yeah. You know, that's all it is. You know. Uh, and my uh, next random topic. Oh, that's hard to come behind. My next random topic. You know, it snowed down here. You know, everything shut down. Yeah. Yes. You know, over there, you know, you, you summertime all the time out there, you know. But up over here, we do get snow every now and then. And my thing is this. When the weather is bad... If you're not a police officer, a fireman, or EMS, why the fuck you got to go to work? <laughs> why? Does it ever snow in Arizona? Um, you know what that's like. That's kind of like someone asking, um, does it, you know, does it ever, does it ever not snow in Canada? Or, or I'm trying to think of a good example because Arizona's a state, so like you, you just can't say this. You just can't say there's a snow in Arizona because it snows in the north part. I mean, the Grand Canyon, Flagstaff, Prescott. I mean, half the state is a regular state. I mean, we up next to Utah, Colorado. So to answer the question, yeah, it snows in Arizona. More specifically, there's a snow in Phoenix. It snows like once every 10 years, and it never sticks. So. Oh, okay. Wow. Wow. But, I mean, Arizona, man, it's a, it's a, it's a place, man, that I, I couldn't imagine before I moved here, moving here. Mm-hmm. Now it's almost like I can't imagine life being anywhere else. It's it's so weird how I'm just caught up in this place. Nah, that's not that's not that's not weird at all, man. That's not weird at all, dude. That's, that's not even that drastic, dude. Think about like as an American, we we sound extra spoiled right now. But think about motherfuckers in like Afghanistan and like <laughs> Iran and shit, where they're just like, I was born here. I don't give a fuck. I'm staying here. I don't give a fuck if it's shitty or whatever. Like, this is my home. So, if that feeling can happen in places where they got wars and Bosnia and shit like that, you know that feeling can happen in Arizona. That's not that far-fetched. Yes. And my next random topic is 
why do uh, people want to die when it's ice on the ground? What you mean? And the reason why I said that is because it was, you know, it, it, it snowed in the ice. Why was, why was it like Tuesday? They got more calls for stupid people outside slipping and falling on the snow, I mean, slipping and falling on ice, and they had car wrecks. Oh, man. I don't know, man. Yes, I- and, and then people were speeding. What I don't understand is ice. Why are people like speeding and driving on ice? Do you know what's know crazy is uh, they did a survey and on all those people they pulled over that was getting falling on the ice and driving in the ice, mm-hmm. they all were wearing flip flops and t-shirts and shorts. <laughs> See, it's crazy. I, like it's what a coincidence. Wow. It's like swimming in lava. Like, you know, like, hey, let's go swim. Uh, I never swim in a lava bath. Like, well, come on, man. It don't make sense. You know, we, like you said, driving on ice, it don't match. Two things don't match. Driving yeah. in ice. No, it don't. That's why I stayed my ass at home. For those of you out there. Uh, and also, why do jobs pretend like they care about your safety when weather is bad, but then they send out letters state that you should come to work no matter the weather? <laughs> I don't understand that shit. Yeah, they did that bullshit at my job too, and I felt dumb as hell because I came in there on a Monday with a lot of people staying in, and I didn't think the weather was that bad on Monday. No, because I thought it was just snow. I didn't realize it was ice. Well, Monday it was just snow, but um, like ice, I came, like I, I came to work, and uh, they were like, okay, uh, and, you know, we're glad you made it in. I look around, there's not that many people there, and then they're like, okay, so since you made it in, um. What we're willing to do is, uh, or actually they weren't willing to do anything that day, but they were like, you know, if you need, you know, I'm looking, I'm monitoring the weather with the radio in case, you know, we need to leave. And I'm like, what the fuck does that do? Monitor it with looking out the window. I know it's snow. And it's continuing to snow the entire day. My car's getting recovered in snow. Yeah. And the entire time I'm just thinking, I'm not doing this shit tomorrow. Yeah. So then the next day I, I miss work and then I come in Wednesday and there's an email that said, for those of you who could not make, or who did come in on Tuesday, and I'm like, how many people could that have been? They were like, what we're willing to do is, so you can be safe, you can stay here for lunch, and we'll just, or we'll order lunch at the cafeteria downstairs, you can go pick it up, and we'll pay for it. And it's like, is that really a favor? Because what you really told me is, your ass has no business being on the road for lunch, i.e., you shouldn't have came your ass to work today. That's right. That's right. That's right. And, and my job is open range, sleet, hell, or snow. We like the post office. Them bitches don't close for nothing. Yeah. So I knew they was there. And my thing is this. Is it me or does homemade cookies and milk make you, make you feel like a kid? Mm-hmm. Because last night, Roger had some homemade cookies that he made. And I didn't get done, so I made my own batch of homemade cookies and milk. And I felt like I was 12. I was like dipping them, I was smiling and shit, and right. drinking the milk, and oh, it just brought back those kids' memories, so is it just me? No, nah, it's not just you, I do love that feeling. Yes, oh, Rod, I know you were doing more than just making cookies, like what else was going on, what movies were you watching, were you playing video games, what did like... Well, te- more things going on. Well, technically, I was making cookies. I was watching the last part of the NFL playoff game, and uh, at halftime, I was watching um, some um, <laughs> some reality. I mean, some television. I was watching um, Real Talk with Bill Maher, mm-hmm. and then uh, afterwards, I played a little bit of Call of Duty. 
God damn. And he probably was Facebooking the whole time and tweeting and stuff. Of course. Yeah. But enough about me. Incredible. Yes. Let's, yes. uh, let me do, uh, some articles here. I'm not gonna do my random thoughts today. Thank you guys for chipping in. You're and welcome. I can save these thoughts for another time. And, uh, I, I really do appreciate it, Key and Karen. Anytime. Um, y'all ready to do some articles? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Alright. <clears throat> DEA issues apology for wrong door raid. Spring Valley man says no one contacted him. Spring Valley. The day after a Rockland family said they were terrorized by heavily armed police who burst into their home looking for someone who didn't live there, the federal agency that organized the drug raid apologized for the incident. John P. Gilbride, special agent in charge of drug enforcement of the Drug Enforcement Administration, issued a statement Friday clearing the Spring Valley resident David McKay and his family of anything to do with a series of drug raids that took place early Thursday in Westchester and Rockland counties. We sincerely regret that while attempting to execute an arrest warrant for a member of this drug trafficking organization, the innocent McKay family was inadvertently affected by the enforcement operation. Uh, and now let me just say real quick, like, this is why I, like, when people are like, um, you know, you, you, I keep it real, I got to stay in the hood, that's why I was growing up, like, and, and when people say, like, oh, I don't, I, I root for criminals and not for the police, like, this is the shit that makes me be like, yeah, but criminals are kind of fucking your neighborhood up, like, you yes. innocent, dude next door selling drugs and a dude on the other side selling drugs, they busting in your shit. Yes, and you ain't got nothing to do with it. And they tearing your shit up, and they cutting your shit up, and they tearing your shit apart. Yeah. And on top of that, they send apologies. Ain't nobody setting up for, for paying for your front door they fucking bust in. Ain't nobody yeah. talk about for paying for your furniture they chopped up. Ain't nobody for talk about paying for your pain and suffering. You know, traumatize my kids. I was through the pants off them. Yeah, and Max B's not okay. gonna pay for it. Like, no, Max B ain't about to come to your house and be like, yo, I sell drugs next door. But they busting your shit by accident. Let me break you off a couple thousand dollars to reupholster everything like Kanye did that woman's vagina. He's not going to do that. No, he's not. So now your ass is ass out because of the fucking drug dealer. Yes, and I'm sorry. Don't pay for shit. What are you going to say, Kim? Mm-hmm. Basically, you saying you'll snitch on your neighbor if he's selling drugs? You, you going to drop a dime on him? It's you going to drop a dime on him? One, it's not snitching if I ain't getting paid. Like, if I'm not in on the shit, it ain't snitching. We gotta stop. We gotta take that turn back. Like, apparently, we need to have it defined better. Because especially a lot of these suburban internet motherfuckers get on the internet and they be like, yo, stop snitching, B. First of all, nigga, do you know what snitching means? Because snitching is not just, I told on this dude. Mm -hmm. Snitching is like, we and this dude robbed the store. Yeah. I didn't want to get as much time as him. So I told on him, or I got pulled over for some other shit, and I told about that crime. That's what fucking snitching is. So no, I would not snitch on my neighbor because I'm not a criminal. I never did criminal shit. But I would report on your ass. But yes, I would call one eight hundred. Come get this nigga so fast. Yes, so fast. Uh, <laughs> Give me the dictionary. According to dictionary dot com, snitch means to turn informer cattle. Also called Stitcher and Informer. So you're right. To inform, you have to have inside knowledge, like you were into it. So I give, I give you, man. I give you word of the day. I give you props. And I know you can work. You can spell the word snitch. So <laughs> you own the money. Yeah, no doubt, man. But I still don't like that shit, though. I don't like that shit. Mm-hmm. We won't yeah. drop a dime with a nigga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be eating a banana out in front of my porch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Um, 
So, um, McKay has demanded an apology from the police Thursday, but did not want us to comment on the matter Friday evening. He said he was at the doctor's office with his daughter, who was more, and he was more interested in attending to his family. McKay did say, however, that he had no knowledge of the apology statement issued by Gilbride, and he had not been contacted by any representatives from the DEA, which is fucked up. And I believe that. I believe that. Like, they issued this statement, they're like, we ain't gonna call them, but yeah, we're sorry. They're not gonna pay for shit now. They're gonna say, we sorry, we fucked your stuff up. Sorry. McKay lives with his wife, their 13-year-old daughter, their brother-in-law, and two dogs, and they give the address for some reason. And um, at 5:30 a.m., the police bust into his house. Their weapons drawn, barged into the house, pointed guns at the family. They said he recognized some of the officers of Spring Valley Police. Spring Valley officials referred questions to the DEA. The officers were screaming for someone named Michael. McKay said. When he tried to explain that no one was named Michael living at the house, he said the police pulled him outside his home in his underwear in the freezing cold. Wow. Yeah, they pulled a Nino Brown on him. (laughs) That shit reminds me of that Chappelle show, man, when they was busting into the houses. Yeah. It it, it was a Tron episode, you remember that shit? And they was killing the dogs, and it was was a business, man. Yeah. Yo, you know what's crazy? It's like... (laughs) Like, I keep thinking of that scene in New Jack City where Dino Brown had the super <coughs> shotgun point walking down the street naked in the cold. Well, he was like, who owns this building now? Like, that's what I keep picturing. Um, McKay said officers jacked his eighth grade daughter out of her bed at gunpoint. The, the girl later vomited, fainted, and then had an asthma attack. Damn! <laughs> that's a simple threat. God damn. And then you attacked the wrong fucking house and you don't even have a uh, nerve to tell me. You release it to the news before you tell me you're sorry. Yeah, they're going to have to sue them. They're not going to pay them anything. Yeah. All right, man. Oh, hold on, Rob. Real, real quick. She had a what? What and a what? She had... <laughs> she vomited, fainted, okay. and then had an asthma attack. So what came first? Like, what What order is the worst order that that can come in? <laughs> wow. I'm going like to say... Like, you vomit, uh, faint, and then asthma attack? Yeah, I, I'm gonna say she got it in the worst order possible. Cause the thing I is, so. I would rather um have the asthma attack and then faint and then just wake up later relieved. Like how you gonna wake up from fainting and then have an asthma attack? Damn. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh man, oh. they scared the shit out of that girl. Yes, they did. All right, uh, McMinnville adults arrested for forcing kids to fight each other. Wow. After witnessing a Facebook video of two nine-year-olds fighting, an out-of-state caller reported to police that the video looked like it was filmed in McMinnville. Officers investigated the video and confirmed the Rain Tree apartment complex, to give the address, appeared in the background. The video showed the boys violently assaulting each other while, while several adult uh, voices encouraged them to continue. Wow. <laughs> the hell is wrong with people? Take that, take that, take that. <laughs> These niggas had a fight the club. They had a nine-year-old fight club. Wow. <laughs> the, officers, um, uh, the officers serving warrants found additional evidence linking the homes to the video. They were also able to determine that all four of those living in the homes were, were those heard in the background. By the way, um, like, if you're... I understand. I, on this podcast, we're for whooping your kids. If you gotta whoop your kids, sometimes you gotta whoop them. We are not for encouraging your kids to beat each other up. Uh, no. Just a no. note that I would like to make. No. And key question. What color do you think these people are? 
You know what? That's a very interesting thing you asked me because as soon as you said that story, guess what I did? I got in the time machine. I went back to my youth. I remember being a four-year-old boy in my uncle's house, and my cousins are like 10, 12 years older than me, and they put boxing gloves on my little black-ass hands, little-ass, little-ass, skinny-ass Kiki. That's when I was Kiki, and I had another cousin. His name was Ricky. He was six. So they made us box, like in a boxing ring, like bring me. I remember saying, I don't want to fight no more. My ears are burning. Like I remember my 16-year-old cousin who was sitting there having us box. So I don't know if that's the same. So when you ask me what color it is, I, I just went back to myself, and I, and I happen to be black, so it has to be black. Mm. That is a good guess, my friend. But for those out there playing the guess the race game at home, the answer would be white. Yes, that's oh, correct. Overweight. Oh, I be Mexican. Um, alright, let's see. <laughs> Both residents had an accurate odor and debris and stains throughout the apartment. Oh. Drug paraphernalia was seized in one of the residences. Uh, children were removed from the residences with the help of DHS and were placed with other responsible parties. Um, so, yeah, these, these motherfuckers are making their kids fight. Um, Soul Collector. I'm so sad right now, man. I don't even know what to do. Like, I feel embarrassed. Like, I shared my story. My family made me fight. Y'all didn't even say nothing about it. Like, y'all judging me and my family right now. No, no, no. No, no, we, no. Not, no, no, we play this game all the time with the listeners. No, no, not to guess the race game. He's talking about how we were saying, like, we do not encourage people to make their kids fight each other. Mm -hmm. Um. So he said that in his view, that his family used to make him fight. Um, for dinner. Like, that was actually how they ate in Key's household. They would be like, yeah. there's one plate, and there's three of y'all. Figure it out. You know what I'm saying? They just dropped like half a pool, a pool cue, <laughs> kind of like the Joker did in the Dark Knight, and they'd be like, only one of us can join the organization, so figure it out. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not judging you, Key. I'm not judging you. Me either. You had Thank to do you what you had to do. I need I needed, I needed that reassurance, man. I needed that reassurance. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm judging your, I'm judging your aunts and uncles. That has yeah. nothing to do. No, the kid with you. Nothing wrong with the kid no. in that situation. It's At your family. All, yeah. all right. Yeah. Soul collector Tim Peterson charged with attempted murder for bizarre attack. Now, here's the thing. If you're gonna wow. go by soul collector, I don't think the next thing after soul collector should be Tim Peterson. Like, maybe you come up with a cooler regular name. To go yeah. with Soul Collector, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like, Soul Collector, Dark Pete, or something. Yeah. You know, okay, alright. Yeah, Soul it. Collector, The Undertaker. I mean, yeah. let, let it be something cool. Uh, a Minnesota man who referred to himself as a Soul Collector and a medicine man who allegedly tried to cut off his neighbor's toes and scalp has been charged with attempted murder. Toes and scalp? Mm hmm. Timothy. Oh. <laughs> Head to toe. He took that song literally. Oh. Timothy Eugene Peterson, 42, of Fergus Falls, was also charged with two counts of second-degree assault in the bizarre incident. According to the police complaint, Ivan Skip Malash was working in his garage early Sunday morning when Peterson approached him with a knife and began chanting that he was a soul collector and a medicine man. Malice told, or Malash, how you pronounce it, told investigators that first Peterson scout. <laughs> Wait, went after his toes, then tried to slit his throat, scalp him, and stab him in the chest while telling Malaz that he needed to collect his soul. He told police that Peterson may have been delusional and had possibly been drinking. You don't think? Wow. I'm just, am I the only one picturing that as he's trying to do this? 
the, the that the neighbor is like, come on, man, stop. Because he didn't sound like he was fighting him. Like, how did he get to do all this shit? Well, he's just like, first he went after my toes, then he put it to my throat, then he tried to scout me. And like, guess what? He didn't take, take him seriously. You know, you just laying there? What the fuck? Like, it would have been like, huh. First he tried to cut my toes, then I beat the shit out of this dude. That would have been the police report. The <laughs> end. Open this shit, Kate. Yeah, soul collector Timothy Peterson found dead. Yes. What's the over-under tattoos on that man's face? Seven. Oh, man. Uh, I'm going to say zero because I see the picture right now. No tattoos on his face. Now, we can't promise the rest of his body, but his face is zero. But his face looks very confused. Yeah. <laughs> like, they snapped that shot. He's like, huh? Uh, speaking uh, of confused faces, man, uh, I know y'all saw the print of the dude with the with the with the uh, attempted uh, congresswoman murder. Was that the craziest mugshot in history? Yo, that man. was up there, dude. That was that was pretty fucking insane, dude. I don't know what's up with that dude, but it's crazy that he got this far and nobody thought to check on his ass. And that's true. Yeah. Um, all right, so of course this dude was white. So I know y'all playing guess the race at home. Want to know? Yes, he was white. Um, <clears throat> here's another one. Nude photo, lied to cops, lands Indiana woman in jail. Oh. A Indiana woman scrambled to get her nude self-portrait photograph off the internet. A Angelica Nicholson thought Facebook wasn't responding fast enough to her request on Thursday, so she called police telling them that she was 17 and a minor, trying to make it happen faster. Instead, she got arrested after police found out she was 18. Uh, oh hell no! That's a fail. Shit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, she's like, I'm underage, and they're like, Oh, okay. Well, we'll wait a minute. On your driver's license, it says 18. Now you're coming to jail. Yes. And people get to see your naked pictures all day long. Yes, they do. She uh, told police she took the photo in front of a mirror and allowed a male acquaintance to send it to his phone. Uh, <laughs> then the woman who was dating the man posted. Nicholson's new photo on her own Facebook page. That started a series of angry text messages between the two women. Uh, Nicholson contacted the Facebook staff in an attempt to have the picture removed, then called the police because she didn't think it was happening fast enough. Can she move on? Can she take those pictures? You can well, take I don't know. Yeah, something's off with this story because it's like, why didn't you just log in yourself and delete the picture? Like, and why does this woman have access to your Facebook account and is able to post a picture under your Facebook account? That's a very weird story. And even when people post stuff on your wall, you can uh, have it have them remove the stuff off the wall, can't you? I guess, man. I don't. This is insane. I don't know what happened in this story. I'm, I'm surprised she didn't just show up at Mark Zuckerberg's house, like just knocking on the door. <laughs> <laughs> Get on there now! I know you know how to program. I saw your movie. <laughs> Uh, haven't you seen your own movie? <laughs> you, you, you're oh, she could have hit up Abed though. She could have hit up Abed from the community. Cause I swear Abed from the community and Mark Zuckerberg is the same pill. <laughs> listen to it, man. Uh, as soon as Mark Zuckerberg started talking, I said, "That you do this Abed, the personality, the way he talks, the weird type of social dynamics he has. Tell me that ain't Abed." Yo, they do have the same mannerisms, man. I'm not, I'm not convinced that uh, he didn't just steal the Abed's, uh, Abed's. Uh, Steve's when he watched Community and, and Jason Eisenberg just did did the whole role that way. Um, it was it was that it was that dead on. I swear to God, you ain't lying, Jack. Uh, Holland mom leaves four month old in locked car in twenty one degree weather while shoplifting. Wow! Wow! Mo 
the year, I say. Mother of the year. <laughs> Damn. It's only it's only January. She has already achieved mother of the year status. Uh, police are asking the child protective services to investigate a woman who they say left their four-month-old daughter locked in the car for at least 20 minutes at a temper- as temperatures hovered at 21 degrees. In the meantime, the 28-year-old Holland mother faced, faces retail fraud charges for allegedly shoplifting at the Holland Major store at 16th Street and uh, on noon Friday. So you think like she was like, I'm not gonna leave the car running because that'll just waste gas. Like I don't want to keep it warm. Damn. <laughs> and then like, do you think when she was getting arrested for a shoplifting, she was like, "But my baby's in the car." Like. Like that wouldn't make it worse. <laughs> I, I bet you she has a tattoo of that baby on her hand. That's what I'm guessing. <laughs> yes. When I was looking at her pornography the other day, I was like, oh man, <laughs> this is too this is too ironic. Wow. Uh, let's see. The witnesses indicated the child had been there for at least 20 minutes. She was crying hard when we were there, but he said the baby didn't appear to be injured by the cold, about 21 degrees. Um, when the police arrived, the mother was at her car with her grocery cart, while police said, uh, which police said contained stolen items. The Velthouse said, or Velthouse, I don't know who Velthouse is, um, Sergeant Jeff Velthouse, okay. Velthouse said the woman's name would not be released until she is arraigned. Police released the baby to the child's father, who arrived at the police, uh, as the police were interviewing the woman at the scene. Um, so, wow, this chick. I bought this baby straight cash. <laughs> Straight cash, man. Uh, fake job applicant robbed Olive Garden in Sugarland. Wow. A man posing as a job applicant robbed the Sugarland restaurant on Thursday. The incident happened at Sweetwater Boulevard at 4:30 p.m. Uh, the man acted as if he wanted to apply for a job, then robbed the store manager before running away with the undisclosed amount of money. He said the man had braided hair, was wearing a black coat and dark jeans, an astro hat, and white Nike shoes with a purple swoosh. There's no picture, but I'm going to say the race is black. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to assume that too. Oh, black and Nike with a purple swoosh? Damn, give you away, dog. Give you away. <laughs> I'm mad he was so clean, though. He was fresh. Yes, he was. <laughs> like, fresh as I'm is. But, um, yo, the thing with this article that's kind of funny, though, is, like, how do you go from applying to robbery? Like, what point does it switch over from a job application to a fucking robbery? <laughs> <laughs> like, so what hours do y'all do y'all uh, allow me to work here? Oh, oh, okay, cool, man. And, um, how much cash is in the register? Go ahead and open that up. Yeah. Oh man. All right. Uh, Cross dressing robbers use pepper spray in Home Depot theft. Oh, Key, you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. I'm just, I'm just kissing my baby girls tonight. Oh, Oh, sweet. Good night. Good night. Good night. You're looking at the phone like, who are these people? Oh, bye, sweetie. Don't listen to this stuff. Lots of cursing, little key. I'm sorry, my bad, my bad. Nah, it's cool, man. Like you said in the beginning, there's only two people you can be. You can be out there kicking it, or you can be a good father. So right now, I'm like skating right in the middle. You know, I did a podcast, (laughs) I miss my baby's baby's nighttime routine. Yeah. I'm here talking all ratchet on the podcast. But I did kiss her goodnight, so you know, it should all even out. And it's like, it's only only her first birthday that you missed, so I mean, you got plenty more to try to make it back to. Um, Yeah. Cross-dressing robbers use pepper spray in Home Depot theft. 
So we just had the dude that applied for a job that robbed him. And these people came in dressed as women uh, to rob Home Depot. Wow. Three men, including two who were dressed as women, were arrested at a Home Depot Wednesday after doubting employees and customers with pepper spray during a botched robbery. Uh, they arrested Jeffrey Baldwin, Kendall Lowry, and David Tucker, all from the Miami area, and have charged them with armed robbery and aggravated battery. When the suspects were nabbed, the police say Lowry was wearing a tank top and boots, and Tucker was wearing a pink shirt and denim skirt. Wow. I wonder which one dressed up like Queen Latifah. <laughs> yeah, they were setting it off all right. They, like, what I don't get, though, is like, man, when y'all go to jail, y'all know what's up. <laughs> y'all walking into jail with your eyebrows arched, man. You know, you know what they about to get y'all, man. They gonna have y'all like Omar. It's a wrap. Wow. Um, police spokeswoman Stephanie Slater said the police confronted the suspects at the main entrance of the store shortly before 1 p.m. Where they, after they accused, they were accused of stealing two batteries. Police were able to recover a purse full of batteries. <laughs> A purse full of batteries. Can't they just open them shits up one by one? <laughs> How you gonna have a purse? You, a- oh man, these niggas, Joe. Uh, Dude, this show, this podcast right now is bringing up too much of my of my of my childhood, man. I remember the first time I got arrested. Mm-hmm. Actually, let me re- let me repeat that. The only time I got arrested, <laughs> I was I was 15 years old. <laughs> me and my homeboy was, excuse me, damn. Me and my homeboy was going to Big Surf, which is a place where they got these fake ass waves and a beach. And I had my new, uh, my new, uh, my new ghetto blaster. I don't even like calling them ghetto blasters. I mean, it was a Sony, you know, boom box or whatever the fuck. So, we going to the, uh, big, we going to the big surf, but we ain't got no batteries. So I said, shit, man, just drop off to this, uh, to this Albertsons real quick. So we go into the Albertsons, and he said, yo, man, right, let's go half on it. He said, man, no, hell no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna steal these mugs. Watch this, watch this. So I walk in there, I take these batteries, put them in my pants. <laughs> we walk out the store to the surf. Can you come with me? I tried to run. I wasn't the fastest like guy in the world, but these motherfuckers tackled me, right? I was 14, 15 years old. They went up, put me in the back room, you know, took me to the squad car, went to jail. The worst moment of my life was your mama walking in there with that look, getting your black ass out of jail. And like I said, when you start talking about these people stealing these batteries, back to my youth again. Me boxing at four years old, stealing batteries. God damn, my damn, my... Uh, I just don't understand what you were doing wearing a skirt, a tank top, and with a purse. That's the part I don't get. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that was about. Because, you know, it was like hula night. At the, at the <laughs> store, you know. Like, I get the whole stealing the batteries. That makes yeah. sense. But the purse part. You know, I heard the... Like you, I heard it was out you, there choosing, so like you stopped that, us. That you stopped us at the purse part. Like we talked about the stealing a couple minutes ago. You you wait till we got to a purse full of batteries. You was like, oh, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I remember when we give you flashbacks, brother. Yes, did he have high heels on? Yes, but it's five inches. I had the. I remember the scene was so tight. I had the freshest perm in the fifth grade. Yes, my mama just pressed my hair. <laughs> and I had an MCM. I had an MCM fanny pack. <laughs> uh, two girls. What happened to MCM? What What happened to MCM though? Carrie, do you know? Because it, it was like Louis Gucci. The MCM was like the third, right? I don't know. Back they in the day, went to this, went away. They went hot no more in these streets. All right. Um. Two girls busted for phony Facebook pages. 
Two Florida girls are facing cyber-stalking charges for allegedly creating a fake Facebook profile in the name of a fellow high school student and placing obscene photos on the page, including one showing their classmate's head atop the body of a nude, prepubescent girl's body, according to investigators. When deputies with the Lee County Sheriff's Office last month interviewed one of the suspects, Taylor Wynn, 16, she admitted she created two fake Facebook pages as a joke because she thought it would be funny. What the fuck? You serious? Talk to the mic. Don't talk to me. Yeah, they thought that was successful. That's, that's just not funny, man. Uh, Wynn said she was once friends with the unnamed victim, but they do not like each other anymore. <laughs> wow. So you made a fake page? I don't like you. I'm going to make child porn about you. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, she told. Well, again, that's another story that reminds me of my youth. I have a stump jump. <laughs> <laughs> You relate to everybody, ain't you? The second time I was arrested. Uh, but yeah, man. So anyway, that's just dumb as hell. I'm not reading the rest yes. of the story. But that was some dumb chicks. Uh, let's see here. Oh, no. Uh, Michelle sent us an article, and it's really, really quickly. It was uh, Arkansas. There was a fire in a, a house fire, mm-hmm. and this dude was charged with uh, burning his house down. But he started the fire because he, he resisted arrest. After his car collided with another car during a traffic stop before spinning out of control at an intersection and they give the intersection. And um, when he like hit a tree or something, the engine block from the car flew out of the car into somebody's house and lit it on fire. Wow. Like, that is some Acme bullshit, man. <laughs> <The> <laughs> that's, probably so, that's probably they're going to look on the side of the battery. It's going to Acme. Yeah. <laughs> the Wally, Wally Coyote is like, damn. Yes. <laughs> I couldn't even have done that good. Yeah. Tom and Jerry. That's a Tom and Jerry routine. Um, okay, here's one. Ruth Chris. You do y'all have Ruth Chris in uh your city? Yeah, Arizona? the steakhouse. The steakhouse. Yeah. The steakhouse where they got a uh twenty dollar steaks and ten dollar side dishes. You all the thing a la carte. Yeah, yeah, we got that shit. Alright, cool. Um the general manager of Ruth's Chris uh steakhouse in Ridgeland has been fired. Following an email exchange, which he used the word ghetto to describe a reservation request by an African-American woman. Oh. The manager, Andy Nissanine, I don't know how to pronounce that, yeah. forwarded Latrinda Watson. <laughs> what? what a name. Her name was Latrinda Watson. Hey, man, you can hire this man back. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. He lost his job over there. Come on. Uh, anyway. Latrina Watson. Oh, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Her, her January 11th reservation request to sales and marketing manager Wendy Partain with the comment, another ghetto Saturday party. They really love us, don't they? Especially on Saturday. Damn. You racist son of a bitch. <laughs> Watson, who is black, like they really need to put that in the article. I know, right? <laughs> Latrina Watson is black. Black? What? Yeah, I would hope so. <laughs> I thought that was a Caribbean uh, name. So. Uh, anyway, received an email from Partain confirming her reservation with Nassin Sun's comment still included. She forwarded the email on to others, and a word of the exchange spread quickly with subsequent email forwards. By this evening, a Facebook group calling for a boycott of Ruth's Chris has attracted more than 100 members. 
this evening, owners of Ridgeland of the Ridgeland franchise released the following statement. Ownership of Ruth's Chris Steakhouse in Ridgeland has been made aware of a very unfortunate situation and has taken appropriate steps to address the situation. As a result, the general manager of the restaurant has been terminated of his duties. Rest assured, this isolated, inappropriate comment does not in any way reflect who we are as a restaurant or a company. Since we first opened business in July 2008, we have sought diverse clientele from across the Metro Jackson area. So apparently... uh Dude got a little racist with his email. And my main question is this, though. And, and Key, have you ever been to Roots, Chris? Yeah. All right, Karen, yeah. you been? Yeah, no, you took me. Right, okay. I know. I just wanted everybody to know I'm balling. Um, <clears throat> here's, the, <laughs> here's the thing, man. Like, you pay more at Roots, Chris, specifically because you don't want to deal with a certain level of clientele and as sad as that is it's something i realized as i got older that's the entirety of how much things cost people pay more not to get more but it's actually you're paying more to not deal with people they just could have went to sizzler yeah that brew chris steak ain't that much better than sizzler like it ain't that but do you know what's in sizzler Niggas, and you don't want to deal with that <laughs> shit. You don't, so you go to Ruth's Chris because you like got a guaranteed. Hey, niggas ain't paying fifty dollars for a steak. Yeah, That's why you're doing. Or if they do that, like they got some sense. Exactly, like you're looking for a level of clientele, and you know, once you get to a certain level of class, that's assumed. Uh, assumed, of course, you know, quotations assumed. Uh, there's an assumed level of like mannerisms and shit and de- and decor and like okay this person's gonna be able to move fluidly within this type of environment. Yeah, that's true. That made me think about that time. Uh, what was it? Uh, Wheels had a birthday party at uh, what was that place downtown? Oh yeah, yeah. You're talking about the seafood place. Yeah, I forget the name. Yeah, of Yeah, we it was had nice. a great time, man. But everybody was looking at us like y'all don't belong here. Yeah, <laughs> like the whole time we were there, everybody was looking like. Ooh, they don't belong here. But we had a blast. I was like, you know what? Screw y'all. I'm going to have myself a good time. Man, you know the funniest part, and this happens a lot because people are always down on ghetto people and black people and people that don't have a lot of money and all these other, you know, negative stereotypes. But, man, I guarantee any one of them would have paid money to sit at our table when we was kicking it and having a good-ass time yes. drinking and talking shit. And they were sitting over there with their stuffy suits on, hanging out with their wife, and mad as hell wishing they could be in our conversation. Yes, and even, even the waiter and waitresses, they were even happy when they came to our table. They were like, y'all look like y'all having so much fun over here. I was like, we sure live. Go ahead and bring me another drink, bitch. <laughs> what was the name of your waitress when, in that quote-unquote upscale restaurant? I don't remember her name, man. I think it might have been. But you know it wasn't. But you know it wasn't Tabika Watkins or whatever. What was her name? No, it was. I think her name was Latrenda Watson. Okay. I think that was Latrenda. Even if Latrenda wasn't quote unquote, let's say ghetto. Right. And, and I say quote unquote, like what the hell else? How else he supposed to uh, uh, describe her? What other word was he supposed to say? Unprofessional. Yeah, I mean, it was I mean, seriously like. Yeah, exactly. Like it was one of those but, things too, where like if you ghetto is a loaded word. So it was one of them, like you know what they mean, and you know what really, what really got them. It wasn't ghetto to me; it was the they. We're like, like it was the, like I don't know how, what voice you heard that in, but I just heard it in the sarcastic, like they really like us, don't they? On Saturday night, especially, and we all know they is a, a you know, a hit, a loaded word. It's like you people, you know what I'm saying? It's a loaded word. So yeah, he probably was being racist. 
what word was he would he would he would he modify or change that to? Like what other word would he use besides that? Oh, oh, come on, man. The N word. Come on. No, I'm just saying, like, I'm saying politically correct if he wrote this email. Oh, no, no, no. Look, key, key. It's not before how he should write the email. He, he shouldn't have wrote the fucking email. He shouldn't have said that at all. There's no way to write some racist shit. Like, that should have never been typed. <laughs> the intent well, of the, the email was to be racist. It was, listen, look at this black person taking another black reservation on a Saturday. <laughs> That's what he was saying. Like, it's not like he, there was some better shit. There's no good way to say that racist shit. I can see if he was trying to say something else and he slipped up because that happens too. You know, but if you're actually trying to, your intent of your entire email is to be like another nigger party, you're probably gonna be racist no matter how you phrase it. And you're probably gonna lose your job, too. Yeah. Alright. Oh, alright. Uh, thinking of ghetto, Lauren Hill apparently has been showing up to her concert. Three hours late. Three hours? Three hours late. Now, I know concerts normally don't start on time. At least the black ones I've been to. Um, all the white ones did start on time. But maybe I'm just, you know, I haven't been to a lot of concerts. I'm sure if I went to, like, certain rock and roll groups with all those drug addicts and shit that perform, like, they probably would be late, too. Right? But Lauryn Hill... Uh, left Atlanta concert goers infuriated and unimpressed with her sold out show in Atlanta center stage last night. After the show, one fan, a well-connected industry insider, called to say Hill's Atlanta show was very disappointing. The source said local DJ Cash played old school music and kept the audience so crunk that when Hill finally rushed out on stage just after midnight, the expectations for a great show were high. So, hey, that damn DJ was in overtime, didn't it? They got there at nine. Dude kept the show crunk for three hours? That's a DJ. Get this man a medal. What? That, D- that DJ was pulling out all the stops. He was like, no, y'all ain't going nowhere, play. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care if Fat Man Scoop was there. There's no one that could get me that crunk. Um, so, let's see. It was all love with the mother of five. First hit the stage three hours late for her advertised 9 p.m. show. Uh, she promptly confused her fans by announcing that she was tired of playing the same music night after night. What? What? I pay for a ticket and this is the night that you decide, oh man, I'm tired of this bullshit. <laughs> wow. Are you serious? How about you do that before she, I buy my... opening act? She ain't had an opening act? I don't I'm know. I'm pretty man. sure she did. I'm pretty sure everybody performed, but her. Yeah, about three hours. Three hours, man. Every actor's performed twice. Yeah. <laughs> the comedian and told all his jokes. I was like, fuck it. Play DJ, play. Uh, Hill told the shock artist uh, that she wanted to play something different. She then instructed her band to speed up the music, which rendered her classic hits unrecognizable. So she was just trying to get the fuck out of there. Wow. That's all she was. She was like, why don't we uh, speed up the music? Let's go times two. And then cut her concert time in half. That is dirty as shit. What them expensive ass tickets? Are you serious? Oh my god. I'm surprised. And you know what? I know it's niggas there, but it could have been all niggas because niggas would have threw some shit at her for showing up three hours late. And niggas always come late anyway. So if you beat <laughs> these slow ass, I don't get up 
up to two hours after the show starts, niggas. If you there after them, your ass is throw. <laughs> you know niggas don't be on time. Yeah, that's a good point, though, man. People, we do not show at the complex on time. No, this is why I hate going to comedy shows and shit. I don't mean no harm and not to go on a tangent. Because you say nine, I'm like the white folks. I'm there, I'm ready to go. Don't come in here and on 9.15 and give me shit I don't want to see. I'm angry. <laughs> Let's get this shit over with. I got to go to bed. <laughs> did, y'all, did, y'all Usher yeah. in, did y'all see Usher in Germany? No. <laughs> I guess he's sick, quote unquote sick. I don't know. He, he you know, what's the, what's the excuse they always use when you're tired? Exhaustion. Is that what they say? He's exhausted. He, he needs rest. So he had this concert, man. He up on stage. And they basically, he had that DJ, it might have been the same DJ from Atlanta that, that had the crowd crunk with Lauryn Hill, but I don't know. He was on stage playing his songs back to back, and the only thing Usher was doing was pointing to the audience, handing the microphone out, like, hey, I need help sing this song. Like, it was very kind of Whitney, Whitney Houston-esque. Wow. Remember when Whitney couldn't finish um, um, The Greatest Love of All, and she had her baby girl Bobby, she probably was eight years old then, and sang the rest of that song on the BET Awards. Yeah. It was like that, but Usher didn't bring his kid up there to sing, and they blamed it on exhaustion, and he walked off the stage like, oh man, he started crying, and those German people, they, uh, they, they must have had a little bit of at say that again in them, because they was booing his ass, damn near throwing, she said, we want our money back, all in German accents, and it was, I was like, damn, Usher. Yo, just cancel the date, man. Don't yes. don't show up and half-ass it, man. Yeah, and I'd rather you just do that because, like I said, the tickets are expensive, but when I come, I'm on the show. Yeah, and uh, they had a couple quotes from fans. Uh, <laughs> nobody could participate because nobody knew the music. Everybody was looking around like, what song is this? It was new music completely. The lyrics were the same, but you had to be on ecstasy to follow the music. She may have been on it. So they must have been like, it was so fast to sound like techno. Wow. Yeah. You can't just say, I don't want to play my music night after <laughs> night. That was, that's what we pay our money to hear. What do you think we do with your CD? We play the same songs. We don't remix your CD. <laughs> that's a great point, though. Everybody just That stood. thing, that thing, that thing, that thing, <laughs> that thing. <laughs> Everybody just stood there with their arms folded. Everybody was shaking their heads. Are you uh, wondering, are you that into yourself? That you would think everybody would like this. Every single record she played, she put a different spin on it. She changed the whole thing. It was a waste of money, a waste of time. If she did another show in Atlanta, no one would come. Wow. Yes. Yeah, so that sounds bad. All right, dude, uh, go ahead. Ask you a question, Rod, Rod Karen. Would you guys go to a Lauryn Hill concert for $10? No. After hearing this? No. Not now. For free? No. No, not now. Now, I would have a four, but not now. Yeah, fuck that, man. I'm not. First of all, I I I have precious time. I need to be tweeting, playing Call of Duty, <laughs> watching the game. Like I don't have time to be fucking around with you, yes. woman. No, See, you dis you disappoint the hell out of me right now because you, it's like a car wreck. Like. I would pay to see Lauren Hill, and I, I don't want to see her fail, but I want to be in a building where where 
if somebody interviewed me, I want to say something funny. I would love if Rodimus Prime was up at the concert and they put the microphone in your face and then you said something witty about how whack the concert was. I live for shit like that. That would be tight. I don't know if I look ignorant enough to get on camera, but <laughs> the other thing, the other thing about it though is, um, I don't think I would be cool with it. I would be cool with like watching it on DVD or seeing a news report of it or something yeah. like that. I'm not gonna, I don't wanna be the one wasting my fucking time. Like, I don't mind skimming and fast forwarding through commercials on TV One to yeah. see this bullshit, but I'm not about to be living it. Yes, and like Rodimus Prime, I don't do that much, but I be sleeping, I'm napping, I'm eating, <laughs> I'm snacking, I tweet a little bit, I do the black guy who tips, but damn it, I don't wanna be wasting my time on this shit right there. <laughs> Alright, if, if, if I had the ability to slow clap on this microphone, I would you not know, go. <laughs> build up that slow clap after that speech. That was inspiring to me, Karen. Alright, man, we got two more articles. Uh, the head of a Tony Upper, Upper East West Side private school has been canned by his co founder over his inappropriate relationship with a former student. Christopher Dunford, 39, was suddenly booted as the principal of York Prep Academy over winter break after what students described as months of suspicions that he had crossed the line with a female volleyball player. Uh, Dunford had been serving as the girls' team's volleyball coach. Um, I will say this, man. Volleyball players are so underrated, man. Oh, my God. Like, on this list of female athletes and looks, like, they're in the top three for me. Like, sports-wise... Like, it might be track, volleyball, and, like, tennis. Like, those might be my top three. I think the reason why they're underrated in this country is because our best stars, you know, with Tristy May, Trainer, whatever the hell their name, mm -hmm. they ain't that hot. So, like, in America, we don't have, like, that star player. I mean, there was, what's that, what's that chick's name? Gabrielle, uh... I don't know. You? Yeah, but like I said, we just don't have that person look, to look to to be like, yeah, that's that one. Oh, man. Yeah. All, all of them is that one to me. Anyway, no, I'm saying there's, there isn't that icon where right, people true. follow the screen. Yeah, that's all. Well, anytime I see it on HD, record. Anyway, let's see. Huh, Police huh. knew about it last school year. She used to go to his office last year a lot more than she should. Oh. AKA, they was fucking. Oh, <laughs> more than she should? Yeah. <laughs> While many students said Dunford had been a good principal, several said they also noted behavior that they considered inappropriate, such as his patting the girls on the butt on the team. Yo! <laughs> wow. That, that is extra, man, because they be wearing them tights and shit. I mean, yeah. it's every man's dream and everything, but come on, man, you can't be doing that. Um, Dunford's departure was announced last week as part of the New Year's welcome back letter to parents from the co-founder, Ronald Stewart, whose daughter, Jamie... Uh, happens to be married to Dumford. So he's married and he was cheating with one of his students. Wow. He served as a school principal. Uh, he's no longer with us. His duties will be assumed by Miss Joyce Pearlie of our middle school dean. Tuition at the at the 40 year old 6th through 12th grade academy averages $35,000. Damn. For This is for like high school. 6th to 12th grade. Woo. That's a lot of money. Yeah, $35,000? I wonder if that's a year I mean, per can, semester. Can you get, like, student loans for high school? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Future, that's where it's going to be. I'm going to have to holler at FAFSA so I can go get my education. <laughs> um. So, yeah, man. Dude, basically, he's the son-in-law of the guy who runs the school. He's the principal who possibly had an affair with an 18-year-old well, who was below 18. 
volleyball player that he coached. He lost. Yeah, he did. Alright, this is the last topic and last article. Christian therapist who claims she can help gay men go straight faces being struck off. So, it's, this obviously happened in the UK because they say struck off, which means fired. Oh, uh, okay. I was like, struck off? Yes. Uh, I'm like, damn, what's going on? It's crazy because I remember when I'm I was... I'm trying to be with that, <laughs> <laughs> It's crazy because I had a hard time uh, strucking off when I saw that, that baby on that girl's arm. Like, I was like, <laughs> I can't finish this struck off section. Uh, a psychotherapist faces being struck off after trying to convert a homosexual man. Leslie Pink <laughs> Pilkington, 60, a therapist for 20 years, accused of praying to God to heal the patient. Mrs. Pink Pilkington has uh, arrested, was, oh wait, will appear at a landmark disciplinary hearing this week where she faces being stripped of her uh, accreditation to the British Association for Counseling and Psychotherapy. The patient, a homosexual rights campaigner, secretly recorded her controversial treatment at two sessions before reporting her to the association. So he, like he probably went to one or he heard about how she got down yeah. and he secretly recorded her doing her shit, you know. Um, a small group of counselors believe all men are born heterosexual, but some choose a gay lifestyle, which can be changed through therapy. Mrs. Pilkington, a devout Christian, told the Sunday Telegraph about her method, sexual orientation change efforts, is legitimate and effective. Some of the therapy from the U.S. involves sending patients away with a straight man to encourage their masculinity in times developing healthy relationships with women. So, like, what? Uh, now, Key, I mean, you're a diverse person. You have a lot of different people in your background. Have you ever tried to, you know, change a gay dude to straight, like, by hanging out with them? You think that would work? Well, you know Ryan from the real world, right? Lives around the corner. So yes. Sometimes I run into him and I be like, "Hey, man, you know, I, I, I can't even, I can't even pretend on this bullshit. No, I don't even, I, I couldn't even comprehend any of this shit that was being said out of this phone right now." <laughs> That's so crazy to me, dude. Like she's like, all you gotta do is make him hang out with a straight dude and he'll be straight. Like it's like uh, heterosexuality through osmosis. <laughs> Like, like, you know what it's like? It's like having a crackhead hang out with sober people. Hey, man, just hang out with sober people. Yeah. No, you'll stop liking crack. Like, what do they yeah. expect? Do they expect, like, what do they think the straight dudes talk about? Like, they're just going to be like, oh, man, you know what would be good right now? Some pussy. And then the other dude's going to be like, oh, I don't like that. <laughs> I'm not, not in that at all. No. But now that I've been Ew. hanging out with you, I would like some pussy. <laughs> you know, he was saying like that, too. Um... Uh, some of the therapy from the U.S., okay, yeah. But the counseling has been described as absurd, and the Royal College of Psychiatrics, or Psychiatrists, sorry, said the so-called treatments of homosexuality allow prejudice to flourish, which I agree with. Uh, her 29-year-old son is gay, but she said he simply has a homosexual problem. She is in denial, man. Wow. For real. Oh, my God, yo. Like, you, uh, mom, I'm coming out the closet. I'm gay. No, you just have a homosexual problem. <laughs> yes, I like homosexuals uh, to have sex with me. That is my problem. <laughs> that is actually the, the, that's what I'm trying to tell you. I have a problem, and it's that you won't face the fact that I'm fucking gay. Like, um. Anyway, man, this has been another episode of Black Out Tips podcast. We have my man Key in the house. Uh, a great, who's a great 
father, a great co-host on the Atypical Sports yes, Show. Yes. Search for that on iTunes and look him up, man. It's great, just a great show, man. Yes, and we have to give us. A shout out to uh, the slave kid. This is my first time talking to him live, man. I'm excited about that. I got to talk to him. So shout out to slave kid. Let let let, let him know that that uh, he still is loved on the black guy who tips. Yeah. Hey, I, I love being on the show, man. Real talk. I'm so glad I had the opportunity to uh, be on the black guy who tips, and especially on the anniversary show. How about that? Yeah, you know, that's crazy, the man. The anniversary show. So, yeah. shit, that, that, that right there is, like, making my year so far. Yeah, so all right. all got to have you on again. All I got to say before I go is uh, Vinny, MVP, Season 3. That's all it. right. Don't hang up yet. I got to close the show. But uh, make sure you guys go to theblackoutips.com. Click on the right. Look on the right-hand side. Click on the da- donate button. That always helps. And I actually need to give a shout-out to some people who donated because I forgot to do this on Saturday's show. And I promised I would do it today because, uh, you know, I, you know, sometimes I forget shit. It happens. Um, it's what I do. Um, so, basically, uh, let me just give my man, uh, let's see here. Do, do, do. Hurry up, man. I got to get the Shadow Dog Productions. I got to get the Shadow Dog Productions. Let me give my man Brian some props. Thank, thank you, Brian, for, uh, you know, hooking the show up with a donation. That was uh, definitely, uh, you know, it's great, man. Greg. Thank you for your donation. Uh, don't forget, got to shout out Gabriel or Gabriel, however you pronounce that. I think it's Gabriel, though. Uh, but thank you, Gabriel. Um, Tanisha, uh, she's donated before. Thank you again for donating. Thank you. And, of course, Matoyas K. Yeah. Uh, follow him on Twitter, at Matoyas K, man. Yeah. He donated. So thank you, guys. Um, and, of course, don't forget to follow us on Twitter. I'm at Ryder Respond. I'll say that again. That as in D-A-T. And key is at Atypical Sports. Um, also, you can uh, hit us up. Call the show, 704-557-0186. Leave us a voicemail. You can also email show the, email the show, theblackoutips at gmail.com. And, of course, this show is brought to you by the audio play, Dancy, by Shadow Dog Productions. You can search for them on iTunes, or you can just do uh, www.shadowdogproductions.com. Please click on that. Please go there and put it in your address bar. And check them out, man. Maybe you might want to even buy Dancy. I'm going to uh, you put a YouTube clip of Dancy, like the uh, like a, just a couple-minute clip on theblackoutips.com so you guys can check out what we're talking about. So, once again, thank you, Key. Um, and Karen? Yep. Not I love you. Me too, man. Mwah. Flowers. I fell asleep beneath the 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 flowers. I fell
heads bag at about the lower leg. It's crooked police that station at the knees, and they do drive bys like up and down the thighs. And there's a car chase going on at the waist. Keep a vest on my chest. I'm sitting in my room as I'm looking out the face. Something to write about. I still got some damage from fighting the White House. Just a Now come on everybody, let's make cocaine cool We need a few more half-naked women up in the pool And hold this Mac-10 that's all covered in jewels And can you please put your titties closer to the 22s And where's the champagne? We need champagne Now look as hard as you can with this blunt in your hand And now hold up your chain, slow motion through the flames Now cue the smoke machines and the simulated rain Cause the baby's sleeping I wonder if it knows what the world is keeping Up both sleeves while he lay there dreaming Me and my robot tiptoe round creeping I had to turn my back on what got you paid I couldn't see